0: different gravy not just another chef wednesday podcast i'm one of the hosts richard miller and my co-host unlike chef wednesday still awaiting the decision of his independent panel to decide whether or Mm. not his views are too too hot to take or in their words muy caliente Uh, his name is luke Gledall. he's here with more hot takes he's going to keep going until the decision is made how are you doing luke
1: good I'm very good. Waiting for that independent panel to uh, just put a real dampener on uh, on my hot takes.
0: On your hot takes. And your hot cakes.
1: Yes, those too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good. How are you, Rich? Oh, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm okay. I, I we we've obviously got a bit of news, uh, fairly, a fairly sizable bit of news that's come in, and uh, I think you know from that perspective, relieved we've we've got to that point. But uh, maybe we should motor along and, and talk about that as quickly as possible. But uh, yeah, j- other than that, I'm 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 well. Uh, the weather's fairly good at the moment here in the UK, um, so that that puts you in a bit of a, a better mood, a finer fettle of a morning. Um, so how, how are things in in, in calgs?
1: It's been uh, it's pretty scorching here as well. We've had a couple of 30-degree uh, days here as well this week. So it's uh, it's been a little uncomfortable, mm. I'm going to say. You know, sleeping with the AC on and fans running and uh, worried about the likelihood of my cat, Leonard. All that type of stuff. Yeah, oh, all yeah. fun stuff. So L- Leonard doesn't love the heat? He does not. He's uh, He's been having a good old pant, oh. which isn't a good old thing at all. It's pretty worrying. But uh, yeah, doing all those hood things like uh, you know sleeping with a, a frozen water bottle and all those fun things.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, anything, every little helps, really, isn't it? Uh, good, uh, you got to just seek out these solutions. Um, okay, well, shall we? You know, I'll, I'll await your protestations, but I think we should move along too. Breaking. Who? Who's? Do you want to do the slightly fun one or the very unfun one first?
1: Let's do one fun. Let's get the unfun, unfun out of the way it. With... Just,
0: black, just um, eat the frog.
1: Different gravy. Unfun first.
0: Carpe, carpe the frog. <laughs> Seize that DM. Uh, okay. Well, so finally, we uh, we've received news. In a sort of roundabout way, so the first thing I saw was actually the club statement in response to the decision of the panel. Was that the same experience for you? Yes,
1: that is essentially, yeah. I think they were the ones to kind of essentially go, go live with that news of what was happening as a club statement,
0: yes. Um, but effectively, we've not been found to be sort of flouting the rules. I think that was something that they sort of, or, or de- acting in bad faith. Um, but we will have a 12-point deduction imposed next season um, and could you sort of make full sense of, of what the what was you know what, what they were passing out in terms of what we were actually being sort of picked up on and what things we hadn't been? It's more to do with the timing of it appearing in our books, do you think? It's that's all it reads to me. I think so. So does that yeah. mean that derby are kind of free and clear?
1: Well that's a I think that's genuinely a different issue completely, right? Mm. I mean the whole derby thing seems to be a, a different it's a different kind of fish, pretty much.
0: I thought the main thrust was that we were both being charged with sort of overinflating the price of the stadium as we sold it to ourselves. But what complicated things for us was we included it in last year's accounts when it seems like the actual transaction happened this financial year. So in terms of us getting charged for breaking the rules... It's not clear at this point, I don't think, what we've actually been, which bits we've been charged with. Because as I say, the club sort of say, we were cleared of breaching our duty of utmost good faith to the EFL by deliberately concealing information. So maybe the moving around, maybe the waggling around of years is is something that's been dismissed. (laughs) Um, So presumably we will challenge this.
1: You'd imagine so. I mean, the thing I kind of want to say is, I mean, we are relieved because there is is a sense of finality of having a decision about this. You know, the finality hasn't happened, though. The conclusion hasn't come because it's more stuff for the courtrooms, potentially from Wednesday, um, potentially from other clubs in the league, including, I think there's a news article. There's a report about how Charlton are considering legal action because again it's it's the self-interest of this and it obviously would keep them afloat in the championship for another year though charlton are seemingly going for a pretty bad time themselves right now so i don't know you can have multiple things on the go but maybe not their biggest kind of priority to be to be a little harsh about things um so you know I, i kind of feel not to kind of linger too much into spoilers Um, but you you know the ending for No Country for Old Men which is Tommy Lee Jones kind of looking out the windows talking about how he had a dream and it's basically just like more shit will happen in the future basically it kind of feels like that it's an ending of the film of (laughs) Sheffield Wednesday No Country for um, Old Stadiums being sold for FFP (laughs) and you know but the trouble is still on the horizon you know there's still potential trouble trouble at mill as as they put it. Not in the film, just just how people put it in general. (laughs) There's trouble. There's trouble at Mill.
0: Yeah. As
1: As I said previously, it is all to play for on the luscious green grass Of the courtroom
0: But I think in terms of Officially I I think what it does mean Even though This decision You know We'll probably challenge The decision Other clubs may Put forward a challenge I think Charlton Don't really Particularly have a leg To stand on Because Because it's pretty it's a pretty sort of hard rule to be that the season officially finishes on friday um all of the all of the promotions and relegations and everything are signed off by the teams in the league and that that season is kind of put to bed so i think that's probably I mean in, in part that's probably why the decision was made to to push things to next year in terms of the the points penalty um <clears throat> but I, I think it means that there's just no chance for those bits and pieces of hearings to be to be heard and decided on before the before Friday effectively so uh, we can we can push back and have our conversation Charlton might get some money thrown at them potentially but they're not going to be saved I don't think their fate. Uh, which they played their big a big part towards landing themselves in. Um, they yeah. not, I don't think they're going to get their eleventh hour, um, you know, escape escape route. Um, so as we sort of said, I mean, presume we will challenge it. But if this if this stands, this decision, I mean, effectively this season, we, we, if we started with minus twelve, we would have ended up on forty four points and been bottom of the table. So how? How does that impact on your sort of feelings? And I think we've sort of fairly. (laughs) I mean, it's been a fairly maudlin end to the season for Sheffield Wednesday, so it's hard to look forward to next season. We need you know a bit of time for enthusiasm tanks to revamp. We probably need a few more signings and things like that to feel like there's a there's a reason to hope again and and um, and expect better next season, but we've sort of come to the conclusion in our talking about the last game of the season and looking ahead to our sort of review of the season sort of come to the conclusion that we're probably expecting a fairly similar kind of set of results next year to this year unless something major happens do you have much faith that this squad without huge without many changes can pick up those extra 12 points to save themselves
1: well, at this stage, no, because obviously, I mean, as we've said, you know, the the tank has been running on empty in terms of a lot of people's enthusiasm for football, but also the Sheffield Wednesday squad and how many people are there in in that effect. Um, so, definitely no. I mean,
0: <coughs> two extra I guess interestingly. Questions. Sorry, just to kind of look, use this season for comparison, two extra wins would put us on level points with Huddersfield and Luton and relatively safe. It's whether we could have got those two extra wins knowing our situation effectively. But yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off.
1: But I guess there's the interesting thing. So like a lot of people have said, like the fact that we have said, and I think other people have definitely said this, definitely other Wednesday fans, some podcasts on message boards, Twitter, wherever wherever you're listening to people natter about Wednesday.
0: (laughs) at these
1: points. It's all good places. Um, Effectively, this team didn't look like they were in kind of threat of any kind of points deduction. They didn't look threatened. There was no reaction from them. So... I don't know. I mean that you can look at that from two perspectives. You can either be like we're really screwed next season or they're actually now going to actually understand that there's something on them that you know I've seen some people mention like a siege mentality. Mm. Um that's going to be an interesting situation. Definitely Monk now has a bigger task on his hand to get characters in into cuz I don't think we have many characters who can yeah you know Rylan kind of big up like I mean in effect like this is an interesting question to look at now like we have definitely lacked someone who has been um captain material yes like Definitely now looking at this, who are we going to look and pick at? Was it Tom Lee's? Is Tom Lee's technically the club captain?
0: He still is. Yeah, yeah.
1: He still is. And with the greatest, no, there's no, actually I said the greatest respects, but it's kind of a bit like when you say to someone, I don't mean to sound like a dickhead, however, mm. I'm going to say something that makes me sound like a dickhead. <laughs> so I've said something that says with the greatest respect, when I, I don't think there is any respect left <laughs> for kind of Tom Lee's. <laughs> He's he looks broken. He looks yeah. like um, he looks like a child toy that's been broken. You know, maybe Pixar could do a film about him and kind of romanticize him <laughs> as one of the cast of something of Toy Story. Um, but but, you know, Tom Woody Lee's is looking pretty uh, is looking pretty sharp and is not the person yes. who I really want to look to towards, you know, you know, once more into the breach. You know, giving a giving a rousing speech to get the to get the to get the the lads into battle, so to speak.
0: So yeah, absolutely.
1: So there's an interesting now d- dynamic, which, Um, just to kind of not quite segue, but we will come to the fun news that we have made a signing, you know, which is a young signing, but we also could probably do with, I think for a long time, I think we've looked at, we could do with a very commanding center back who would be a captain or a commanding player in the middle of the park who could be a voice um and I, I think maybe if we're looking at if we can't do the quite level of surgery that we really would ideal, ideally want to do, which is almost to the point of just ripping up the whole squad and starring again, mm. then we need someone to come in and provide this kind of unworldly alchemy, really, because we've got a lot of we've we've got a lot of um we've got a lot of players that are really cheap, nasty metal that we want to turn into. (laughs) We want to turn platinum, basically. (laughs) We've got a lot of copper. We want to turn into platinum.
0: It's, uh, yeah, I, I, it's tricky isn't it because the the brief in terms of bringing players in by and large would have bit will have been younger fitter stronger you know quicker all the rest of those things
1: but happier, more productive like <laughs> yes. in the occasion the antibiotics.
0: Better, happier more productive yeah exactly but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you come with that personality does it and i also think we've tried to co-opt other people's captains pretty unsuccessfully at times i think darren purse was a bit of that i think martin taylor was a martin bit Martin
1: taylor that.
0: yeah uh, and you could also argue sort of um michael morrison i mean maybe it was just ahead of his time because he's carved out a fairly good much as he was a bit of a laughable figure here he's carved out a fairly good career for himself as that kind of leader hard man sort of center back um mm. It really, really didn't work out for him at Wednesday, but he's, you know, he's had several long stints at decent championship clubs doing that job. Uh, so it's a including
1: Birmingham, who I feel that there's the the kind of link with Monk there, mm. and Monk kind of, you know, leading Birmingham within, you know, that those kind of problems as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, it's, it is tricky because that doesn't necessarily happen. But you can get lucky, you can get young and captain material. I think Glenn Whelan, to an extent, was almost a kind of born captain. He seemed to be an organiser and a talker from his 20s onwards. He was, you know, he's always the captain of youth teams and things. So it can, it can happen. It's Mm -hmm. just rarer. And it's how much respect do you get within a squad where we've seen that the kind of senior pros are very, very happy just unloading on the young players when things go wrong, whether it's the young players fault or not. Um, so it's it does make it does make the summer a really it was already a tricky tightrope but it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty dicey now I suppose the one as far as we know there's not financial sanctions that come along with this points deduction so we it's not like we're, we're going to take twelve points and you're in an, an embargo unless that comes later <laughs> but potentially if we've got a freer sort of hand. some of that would help.
1: But, I mean, even under an embargo, I think we still have, like, leeways to produce and perform and to buy players. And, I mean, that happened to Birmingham before, right? And then if we're led to believe, which, again, this was... I think even you've held me to this, like mm-hmm. I kind of maybe quoted something I've read in the press as uh, being gospel. Was it something like a, a, a way, getting a, players in the wage of like eleven grand or eleven thousand five hundred, which is seen yeah. to be the to be like the standard for actually how much kind
0: of um, players have roughly played in the championship? Um, but that's so, like the job of. So now, but the thing is, so so we've got a wage that maybe people know what the ceiling is, so agents will know what the ceiling is, and all the clubs will know that we're held to uh, that total, and we're asking people to join a club that starts with minus 12. We'll be the favourites for relegation, or, or certainly uh-huh. there or thereabouts. Um, so we're asking players <laughs> to sort of take that risk on us. Um, yeah. And if we're competing for other with other teams for those players, they know that there's financial territory that we just can't follow them into either. So I, I think the fact that we could sling an extra, you know, grand or five hundred pounds per week to uh, someone's way could be vital in terms of if this if these are really good players and prospects that people are interested in.
1: Which but if we had no restrictions, what would be how attractive would we be? Going that way, I think it's known that we're in transition. I think it's known that even current existing players are being offered lesser terms. That seems to be the musings I've heard in many a place. And we're obviously now going to be playing with a minus twelve handicap. Yeah, not in a handicap in the sense of golf sense. Like
0: no, uh,
1: handicap is actually genuinely going to cripple us. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: And this this is whilst the Commission is watching. This is what you need to understand about Luke. He's pulling tremendous punditry out. Risky <laughs> whilst the Commission is watching over his every word. Um <laughs> No, you're right. I like the idea that we're, you know, we're so good that we have to give everyone a twelve point head start. Um that's that's the way you could spin it. If you're in like North Korea or something like that, that would be <laughs> You know, the 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 championship has decided. Prospects are so good at Sheffield, at Hillsborough, that to make it fair for the other teams, we have to we have to take 12 points from them. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think, before we know more, I, I, my hope is that we will end up with a points deduction that is smaller than the one that we have on right. challenging it.
1: I mean, I guess, actually, there's there's one thing I want to kind of ask you rich and one kind of mentality I'm on right now which is like I'm trying to you know we do this and we try and be as positive as we can Sheffield <laughs> which is yes. sometimes kind of very much stretching the imagination and uh, potentially going into uh being being fraudulent and disingenuous <laughs> um but I really think that applied to next season, I think there's some people who are like, we should take it on the chin. And basically we're just delaying the inevitable. Um, I think it's really satisfying in a really sad and morbid way that it hasn't been this season. Because it would genuinely just... Um, it would just be the worst season I think in Sheffield Wednesday's history in a long time if if this had happened because yes, it's just yeah, been such yeah, the, an uninspiring amount of dreck and disappointment on the pitch.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair to say. Right, so I'm just looking. I've now I wondered whether the EFL had made their own statement on it, and they they have. So so we've been charged the 12 points under the the profit and sustainability rules uh, for the three seasons ending last, the last sort of financial period, so 27, 2018. Um, and, and basically they found that the club guilty on the fact that the club should not have included the profits from the sale of Hillsborough Stadium in the club's financial statements for that year, um, which I think means <laughs> that, well presumably we're all right to include them this year then and we made a profit this year or thereabouts we don't know what this year's statement looks like but it's about to it's due at some point soon i think um potentially that means that the, we, we've kind of got away with the the sale of the the ground element but it is just the fact it was it was reported in the long the wrong financial year mm-hmm. oh yeah, I, I totally agree with you. The fact it's not affected this year and we get to start in the championship is a big boon to us. Um, I also think we've seen clubs overcome, particularly points deductions at the start of a season. We've seen clubs overcome that before. You don't. It doesn't. It's not necessarily a death knell because you can start the season in that siege mentality, and actually, within a handful of games, you could easily be. You have to be in the, the sort of form that would. Put you in the promotion picture if you weren't getting relegated but you can easily be in a position where actually you've kind of eaten up that ground and you're on a fairly similar footing with most of the rest of the league it can happen <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. it's just a big if isn't it but it i mean genuine it's four wins but it would be four wins to be starting from nothing which it's how do you deal with the mental mentality that that sort of brings in? Because it will be disappointing looking at the league table and having nothing to show for the fact that you've won four games. But yeah, a good run, a good streak it's not unheard of for teams to go to win sort of four or five out of six, the first six games and not lose the other two. And in which case we, as I say, there'd be the disappointment that we're in promotion form, but we're bottom of the table, but we will have also eaten up the ground that we had to make up in a, in a very short order. Um, So should we, do we want to kind of move along on that aspect? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah,
1: that sounds a good way to conclude. Yeah.
0: Um, so the, there's a couple of bits of news uh, in addition to that, which were which were brighter. <laughs> um, as we've both sort of touched on, we we signed uh, Fizeo Delhi Bashiru um, on an undisclosed fee. First first permanent signing under Gary Monk, um, a Man City youngster, 19 years old. Uh, he seems like a confident young man from from what I've seen so far, and comes with a fairly good yeah. reputation. Oh.
1: I think so i think it's uh it's definitely a um um we said this before you know it's it's a promising signing it's a step in the right direction i i don't know if it's going to be a wholesale kind of change of our transfer policy but um it feels refreshing it feels different um you know the funny thing is obviously we it's a play we've been linked with for a few weeks now so Mm -hmm. it's kind of been on the radar and it's something we've talked about before yeah um We talked about it, was it last week or the week before? It's felt a small while, which sometimes some of these rumours can do. Um, The interesting thing I kind of find about that is, from this perspective, is how um you know it's interesting that you know you have these in this world of you know twitter and transfer rumors and more kind of internet avenues for conjecture and reporting on the game is that it's something that's reported and then you know the fact of getting over the line kind of feels a bit of relief because it's something you hear about and then you think well why isn't it not done now oh, maybe maybe it's just agent talk, maybe he's going somewhere else. Why is it so long and protracted? Shouldn't this be done tomorrow? I think sometimes gives that kind of mentality. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm really feeling a huge relief of the fact that this one's kind of over the line and that it's kind of done and that we've managed to kind of conclude a deal. Um, that That's kind of like a weird kind of side of things. Um, there's a potential of, you know, is he going to be... He could potentially be a very good player. He could he could absolutely tank. It could be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm kind of unsure about is I think sometimes we talked previously about the problem at Sheffield Wednesday being it may not be the best kind of grounds and environment for youngsters to develop.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe there's
1: that feeling of expectation. Maybe you play, we want players to come in and hit the ground running. Maybe also there's a difficulty that seen as kind of in previous regimes... This regime and in previous regimes, we haven't been seen as a very good kind of footballing side, not somewhere where kind of academies want to send their players on loan to, um, which it seems like in this environment, it's a lot more kind of conjecture around um, players coming in. I mean, this is different because this is a player that's been released from academy um sounds like he's got the right attitude but you know i I really hope in that aspect that um that you know he is one for the future and one to develop and i i hope it's a quicker transition from him to first team um but i hope that we give him time to develop you
0: know? Yeah. Um well I'm sh- yeah. I think we've got we've got at least two good very good players in midfield, haven't we? In in Luongo and Bannon. So as long as they, they stay around, there's room for a, a sort of third wheel to, to make a place their own if, if we continue with the similar sort of system. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. He sort of talked uh about bringing sort of a bit of pace and a bit of power to things so uh on paper looks like the sort of signing we need he is very young 19s very young uh but uh, highly thought of in the game um offered a contract to stay at Man City as well, but wants to get out and play football. So I think from what we can see, all pretty good signings, uh, all pretty good sort of signs. Sorry about this signing. Um, other than that, we don't really know very much, do we? There's not you know miles and miles of video. There's not a um, a teaser video on YouTube to uh, to increase our expectations through the roof. Only for unfortunately, us to be I'm disappointed suppressed.
1: to report that even though fans of different gravy will know that Rich and I have plenty of links with the dark web, we haven't managed to find any. Shadowy archives of all of the um, the PL the PL two games that he's played last season, all fourteen of them, scoring one goal to let you know if he's much cop.
0: <laughs> did you pick up this? Is sorry. Just, this is one little, little thing before we kind of uh, move on to the last uh, piece of news. Um, th- uh, there was a <laughs> there was some speculation and maybe it did pop up and then got taken down again. But there was a video on on uh, at Chan series or there was a kind of screenshot of a video on Action Series YouTube feed uh, welcoming uh, him to the club. And um, on inspecting, his YouTube feed. I saw the, the teaser video he did for Joey Pelopessi and it's, a, it's about 90 seconds long and it kind of goes like, he can pass and shows some passing. He scored this one good goal and shows a volley from, or a shot from distance and then at the end it just kind of goes sorry, I couldn't find any other good clips of it. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. I, I think It's uh... <laughs> It's not the Joey Pellipessi teaser we uh, want, but it is the Joey Pellipessi teaser video we deserve, isn't it, really?
0: <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. Ah, uh, exactly. who, you know, we've got him for another year, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <We> certainly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> So the other bit of news uh, we've we've the the second half of this episode or, or the second chunk of this episode is uh, mine and Luke's review of the season. Uh, we've gone through everybody that's played a minute of first team league football uh, for Sheffield Wednesday this this uh, season and given them all a, a school style grade uh, somewhere between A and E. Um, we also talked towards the end of that about our our pick for player of the season, uh, but the the club uh, the club's official uh, decision on that has 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 been announced, and uh, the the fans have voted for Dominic Iorfa. Would do you? Which, uh, I I
1: you know he's a player who um, you know has had very good spells this season. You know he's uh, also. Had one or two not so great moments, but largely a hell of a lot better than, you know, than bad, I would say. I think he's also a player who maybe kind of um, sums up what kind of players, you know, fans like about players. Or, you know, kind of Mm. a big commanding centre-back athletic, um, you know, someone who's, you know, and also has a bit of talent alongside that as well. So I don't think it's the worst choice. I don't think it's the one I'd agree, you know, I don't think it's my player of the season.
0: Is it your player
1: of the season, Rich?
0: No, uh, maybe the maybe the player I'm most excited about watching next season. That might be fair to say as he kind of continues to grow and uh, and 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 you know grow into that role of being a centre back. But no, probably not my not quite my player of the season. Uh, we we kind of narrowed it down. We well, don't want to spoil it too much. We narrowed it down to a group of players, and and I offer was within that group of players. So mm-hmm. there's um certainly not out of the blue and not, and it's not a decision I'm, I'm sort of <laughs> angry with or, or dislike in any way. I think it's, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, and hopefully, it's a kind of shot in the arm for him and uh, fills, you know, sort of gives him a confidence going into next season. Because undoubtedly, unless he's one of the players that moves, he's going to be a guy that we need. He's going to be part of that building that we're doing. And uh, we would we need to build things around him and his his talent. So, him feeling confident, him feeling that the fans like him and are on board with him and hopefully the feelings mutual i think those are all good positive things so yeah hopefully hopefully he'll take it that way and uh, it it won't be like an applied extra pressure for him going forward so having spoken about it uh we're going to motor along to our review of the season enjoy
1: do you remember near the beginning of the season we actually did a prediction of the table
0: i do remember us doing that yes I, I actually he, uh,
1: blew, blew the dust off my old Evernote for that one. Oh. Uh, so I, I said that Fulham would go up Champions, didn't I? I did put Leeds for Automatic for second. So that's kind of not too far off. I had West Brom at third. And obviously they went up in second. Uh, I did go for Brentford for fifth. And they came third. Um, hilariously, I went for Forest for sixth. Which would have happened had they not capitulated massively at Stoke. <laughs> uh, I over Bristol but anyway, going back to Wednesday, you know, I did put Wednesday down at nine. You know, I, I did say that our top scorer would be Fletcher with 14. I think
0: he met, was it 13 before he departed us? Might well have been. Uh, let's look. Fletcher, Fletcher, Fletcher. Yeah, 13. 13 league goals.
1: And the hilarity they said our player of the season would be Adam Reach. Sideshow. Uh, Sideshow Bob. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, Didn't work out at all So I've got, yeah I'm just looking now So I had Fulham top West Brom, Leeds And I had Cardiff and Swansea In the top uh, Really? um, And Bristol City Was my other team so obviously that was a miss Hmm. Um, Didn't didn't Think Brentford would do quite as well as they had Had them down at 11th I had Luton to go down and Barnsley Luton were my only correct position I did have them for 19th Though I guess I,
1: you know, as the season is brought to you by uh, Schrodinger. Uh, you
0: didn't technically... get them in the correct position then.
1: Technically, the I, I might not. Well, <laughs> we when when we get a point deduction and Derby get a. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, of course, because the uh, the Wigan one, they haven't got the Wigan one off the uh, championship table in. Have they the not? Uh, no, so you're right. Sorry. Five
1: well, Wigan for the bottom. So.
0: Who did you get most wrong?
1: Who did I get most wrong? That's a good question. Uh, I guess so. If you're looking at that and looking at like how many positions out in the table, is that what you're going to look yeah. at?
0: Or like, did you have one? Did you have a team that? was... Uh,
1: like- I think my biggest one is Millwall. I had them to go down second from bottom, and they were eighth in the league. That's pretty. That's pretty substantial, I
0: must say. Yeah, I'm just looking, I think mostly the teams I had around the bottom were did end up around the bottom. Yeah, I mean, Reading were relatively safe. I had them maybe being around the bottom. But that was before they signed Lucas Wow, you know. Turned their whole season around. <laughs> um, well, best minutes to goal ratio. Think, to be honest, I think there. probably Let's the see. team I got most wrong was, <laughs> was Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> where did ninth. you predict we would be? Had us eight.
1: You had us eight. Had us ninth, yeah.
0: So uh, nine positions away from where we actually finished. Mm. Or ten, actually, with the Wigan swap. So...
1: It could be even more, if we get...
0: <laughs> yes...
1: Oh, that could be our biggest misstep.
0: I had Brentford in ele- I had Brentford eleventh and Bristol City in tw- in uh, sixth, so those two were kind of swapped around yeah. positions. But they, yeah. I'm not too unhappy with it. Mm-hmm. So West Brom automatics. I was hoping Leeds would miss out, but obviously that was a, a vain hope. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know. I don't know if I've got my predictions for um, our best player and things like that. I don't. Know. Do you know what episode that was?
1: That was very early. I mean, it's probably going to be episode two or three because it was uh did that back at the did that note back at the end of july last year
0: it might have been before i was so organized to have a i've got notes every episode from a certain point episode three yeah it must have been just before the uh
1: remember then remember how enthusiastic we were and how much we were looking forward to uh, talking about <laughs> wednesday every week and watching the football and reviewing the football and talking about the football Remember that, Rich.
0: I do remember that. I just remember these, yeah, these young guys full of hope, vim and vigor. So let's do we? How do we want to tackle this? Look at the <laughs> look at the season. Luke? How do we want to do it?
1: Um, I think you came with a suggestion of looking through like all the players that have featured for Wednesday this season in a who scored, and then yeah, we're going to yeah. look back, look back through the lens of pure hard stats. We're going to boil <laughs> our teaspoon of stats and get it into our veins.
0: Is that what so we're gonna do? Choose stats. Choose to look at minutes played as a as a means to look to previewing how the season's actually gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore who scores, rating, and pick your own based on school grades. Uh, so Barry Bannon has played the most minutes, three thousand eight hundred and fifty minutes for that that young man. Two goals, six no wonder his brain is a tired thing he also i bet i won't be able to find it now but um somebody had put a, a sort of summary of his statistics up so it's like most passes most assists most and he was first for almost everything including he was i think fourth for tackles which mm-hmm. i think says a lot about our team if barry bannon is fourth best for tackling we are rubbish at defending <laughs> Because Bannon is not
1: good at it. What do you think of the, um, do, you, do you think this is a, uh, I know he's a very, uh, is, is a very wee gentleman, Is Barry Bannon. A uh, wee totty man. A wee man. I'd, I'd like to think about in our kind of uh, train spotting with, uh, you know, the Scottish contingents of the squad, Bannon, Fletcher, and the most Scottish of them all, Liam Palmer, as we talk about. <laughs> uh, the, the thickest brogue of them all oh, is, uh, wow. is Liam Liam Palmer uh, Liam is Scottish granny and
0: uh two
1: Bannon Bannon said, said fuck off me I got a 1.2 aerials
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's 1.2 aerials I don't know how you so actually he's Barry Bannon he's
0: as many aerials as Cameron as Dawson,
1: Dawson. <laughs> though Kieran Westwood won like twice that many aerials Josh Windas free. That seems,
0: that seems damning
1: how do you uh, how do you boil down a fraction of aerials
0: that's what I want to know is that the song from Sound of Music
1: <laughs> oh how do you how do you solve a problem like Tom Lee's <laughs>
0: So but let's look at, so Bannon's obviously played the most minutes by quite a distance. Um, that, so that works out at 42 starts and, or I guess, are they adding them on top? I don't know. Who would that make sense for? Yeah, 42 starts and two from the bench. Uh, two goals, as you said, eight assists and, uh, and eight yellow cards for himself. So he's he's put himself about a little bit. But what what do so if we're doing school school style grades, what do we, where, where do you where do you feel Bannon sits for the season? <laughs>
1: Do you want to leave me me doing the Grinch food tune, or is that going to get us in more more lawsuit litigation problems yet again?
0: I don't know that it was close enough to the actual tune to uh, bother us. I think we're all right.
1: Uh, um, B- Bannon is. Do you think Bannon, as in that uh, intro for Grange Hill with the comic book strip that's gone through? He is the uh, the the sausage on a fork that is brought in with an explosion <laughs> behind it. Remember that. <laughs> so I guess because... you know, Bannon. Like like it's, it's really interesting looking at these stats and just kind of thinking about them consistently. Obviously, the player who's been on the pitch the most i can't remember many games that he's missed an interesting um, one would say is how many minutes has there been a football this season so he must be like well over 90 he must have had something like 96 or 97 percent in terms of being on the pitch
0: i would have thought so yeah
1: i mean you know we've looked to him a lot and to the point where we've even said as we've said in the review of the middlesbrough game you know
0: very much a player you know running on fumes at this point, you know, because much as this, you know, this period of time is horrendously um draining on players, to be the one kind of ever present in that is got, yeah, is a huge, huge uh, strain on. How much mentally draining do you think it is for Bannon?
1: The fact that he is someone who, as you've, I think you've pointed out quite rightfully, which is one of the many great. Richard Miller observations in my book is that he's a player who's never gone missing Mm -hmm. how frustrating must it be for Bannon that you turn up for every game and other players don't
0: yeah it's well it must be hugely frustrating I think that was a little bit obviously there were friends off the field but I think in Fletcher he kind of had a similar character in that even Fletcher having a bad game he kind of put would generally put a shift in yeah and I think there was a it was more than just the fact that they were both kind of Scottish and similar age. I think the, the I think there's a there's a bit of a link there in that they have a quite similar attitude to you know you you you've got to get there and you've got to got to at least put your put your seven out of ten into this. And I'm just the player is able to do that or willing to do that. I don't know.
1: You're saying a lot of meaningful, beautiful words, Rich, but all I can think about is. Uh, Bannon and Fletcher at a karaoke singing perfect day to each other.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking more. Um, I got you, babe. <laughs> I got you to ping it long. I got you to run in behind. <laughs>
1: oh, now I'm thinking the Groundhog Day. God, so many, so many loose connections. <laughs> uh, Barry Bannon. The end of his uh, Wednesday season.
0: Um, it's I interesting to look at like. Got you few... <laughs> <laughs> so two goals. Okay. That feels.
1: We're always looking at Bannon, thinking he should score a few more, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm never expecting him to get to the dizzy heights of double figures, but I think he should be at least getting like five goals a season.
0: You know. Well, that I mean, it, it's uh, it's a wednesday a wednesday trait for as long as i can remember unfortunately is not enough goals from other areas of the pitch yes maybe megson's team was the last one that kind of got good amounts from yeah from other places i mean if you look at where the goals have come from fletcher with his 13 murphy with nine which is very credible uh, for you know creditable for 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 him and his position that he plays absolutely same yeah uh, Atties picked up six Jordan Rhodes scored three And they were all in one blooming game <laughs> <laughs> Not that they count less But they count less
1: um, <laughs> Jordan Rhodes goals are like buses Effectively right
0: <laughs> The first one's good And the other two you can do without Um <laughs> Save it. Save that bus for another day. No, there's more people coming later. Uh, Windass has got three, which again I think is pretty. Is a pretty decent. Tally for the amount of time he's actually spent on the pitch. I mean, he, he looking at minutes played, 471 minutes and three goals, it's uh, pretty staggering stuff. Harris has got three, Luongo's got three, and Bannon's got two. But it's like you quite quickly get into folks that... I mean, if you're scoring less than five times in a season, you're not a reliable goal scorer in any meaningful way, are you? Yeah, you can't yeah. be... It's a fluke that you scored. It's not a thing that was planned. Because... <laughs> If you if you can't score every six or seven games with any consistency, that's um, well, more than that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you know, getting t- I mean, roughly, if you get five goals, you got a goal every about ten games, which means you're probably win as a game out of every out of every ten games, you probably yeah win a game or turn the draw into a loss. That's not something you can build a house on, is it? And if you've got less than that, then it's barely yeah, it's barely worth making any note of. <laughs> um so for me with bannon despite the season the team has had and him being the heartbeat of the team i don't feel like it's very often that the team doesn't play well because of bannon yeah and as a result i think he's he's had a pretty good year i think it'd be pretty harsh to go you know lower than a B minus B- for him but i don't know how you feel about that, we're building this scale as we go. Really,
1: we are building the scale as we go. But I mean, effectively, we are looking at. It's funny. We're, we're looking at. It's not always the case. I'm looking at the players. The same thing. If Bannons not a B, we're going
0: to have to plumb the depths of the uh, the alphabet in a way that school teachers are rarely called to
1: do. I know. It's kind of like. <laughs> it's more like an e but like with a purple star you know there's no like gold stars it's just it's it's now a a, a new language of rainbow stars that, that the teachers are kind of making up on the spot and they're like god i'd I best be writing this down because you know people's parents are going to getting at me and be like why did you give why did you give little johnny a red star I'm like, what, what, what does red star mean again is it like he's he tries hard he has a nice smile he uh, gave me an apple <laughs> that one time, you know, all those types of things. So I think you can't really give, you can't give Bannon less than, Bannon's probably still our best performer for the season, even if Bannon is underwhelming by Bannon standards, right? Which yeah. I think is often the key to a lot of Sheffield Wednesday games this season. So I think you have to give Bannon a B plus. I think that's fair. Because, I mean, we look at this and, like, through whatever rating system they have on who scored, um which I've still, I'm still, yeah, <laughs> point, point 0.2 aerials. I mean, it, it, it is a science up by something, but I, I don't, it's it's kind of hilarious, isn't it really? But I mean, for them to say he's got a 6.93 rating, I think he's probably consistently one of our best players this season.
0: I think he's yes. definitely going to be a B-plus for, for Barry Bannon. I concur. I think B-plus
1: is a good... So oh, let's let's carry on and uh, build the plane as we fly it here on uh, different gravy, different mm. gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. We're um, we're a mid-table Sheffield Wednesday podcast with uh, hopes and aspirations of a top six.
0: I've got I've already this is just a spoiler alert. I've got a player that I think deserves a, at least an A. Okay, but well, let's, we'll get to them. We'll get to them in time. Let's carry that. Let's carry on. <laughs> That's a flash forward to a dramatic moment later.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dominic Iortha. three thousand <laughs> five hundred twenty-five minutes played.
1: This is a really interesting one with Iortha. because you know, could you almost say that Iorfa's the Taylor two seasons? You know, first half and second half, much like Gary Monk's Sheffield Wednesday and Gary Monk's reign.
0: I think you could.
1: I mean, things never have like such clear. You know, life doesn't have such kind of clear boundaries right but it feels like he's very much a testament to that
0: i'm just trying to remember when did he has he always been playing center back
1: we had a bit near the beginning right where we said that he looked if he was going to be a right back and then actually then it it, we tried it and it didn't really work out so well he had a good couple of stints at right back at the end of the season before this one you know under bruce
0: i mean he's a bit yeah he was i think he. uh, I think by you know by trade a right back um, traditionally, but I was just wondering how much of this season. But it looks like pretty much all the season he was uh, he was playing centre back for us.
1: So again, then there's a question: How do you kind of average out a player who's? Maybe post-Christmas not being so good, but then before Christmas was very, very good. And we remembered kind of going into, you know, transfer rumor time in the January transfer window, you know, rumors that, you know, maybe a team like Burnley would come in with a staggering like 15, 16 million quid on the table. And we'd go, thank you very much.
0: I think by and large, I think by and large he's had a fairly good season. I think he's been mm. a bit of a revelation at center back mm. there's big frailties there um he's his concentration is not by no means perfect. Mm. He does make mistakes, but one of the big things he's got going for him is he's so quick he can often make up for his own mistakes. I think one of the big problems we have defensively is we've got three guys that would be really good alongside a solid, dependable. I'm just that this is a much, you know, a much higher level of football, so the comparison is in some ways a bit silly. But Rio Ferdinand, with Nemanja Vidic as his at his side, looked all the things that you wanted Rio Ferdinand to be.
1: Yeah,
0: classy, dep- like quick. Reading the game, nipping things in the bud, playing passes forward. But he needed the staunch, no-nonsense bruiser alongside him. Mm. And often when he had another partner, Rio Ferdinand looked very, very average. And we've kind of got three centre-backs that look like they need a, a no-nonsense <laughs> it needs partner. someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think offer and Burnham is the closest thing to that because... Burner's not not built like a big, staunch, dependable centre-back, but by and large, he plays like one. So the fact that you can then have Iorfa fill in behind him and and make up for any deficiencies he has, that works. When it's worked well, that looks like our best partnership. I don't think Lees and Burner works well enough. We've we've tried it too often, and it just doesn't... I'll be severely disappointed if we see Lees and Burner as... But then it it felt like...
1: It felt it's like so Ben Ayolfer did have a decent partnership at one point, right? Yeah. What happened to that?
0: Um. Well, <laughs> this, the, the whole tale of the two seasons thing is, it, it's interesting because uh, the, there was a commenter on Austalk and I sort of went back to them, but they were sort of showing Kadeem Harris, like almost all of Harris's good stats, So his goals and his assists were in the first half of the season. And second half of the season, he's done almost nothing in terms of... He's worked hard, but he hasn't had those results. And I sort of asked, but what what does it look like when he was playing with Fletcher? And and what does it look like when he wasn't playing with Fletcher? But that's kind of the whole team. It's so stark, that drop-off. If you look at the run of fixtures... Up till Christmas, we we basically won almost every game with a few draws in between and a very rare loss. We get to Christmas and we lose every game with a couple of draws dropped in and a very, very rare win. Fletcher's not the only thing. There was the Westwood, the goalkeeping situation. Um, I mean, we're not going to look at, you know, we're looking at the playing squad for this. We're not going to
1: look at, you know, Gary Monk, who... Is the manager who is largely maybe we should maybe we should, should. but I mean, do you find it funny that just looking back now is we don't know the exact time frame of things, but it feels a lot like Monk sorting out the dressing room but making things worse for doing that.
0: But when was so I just think there's so many factors built in. Mm. I'm trying to think when the last. Was, was West Brom when was the last game Westwood played because we still won games after that so Dawson came in for the Birmingham game which was one well that was the one where the yeah I don't think he could particularly covered him so yeah so the foot so his first game was the Birmingham game so after the, the draw with Birmingham away we beat Charlton we beat Brentford we drew with Derby we thumped Forest and we beat Bristol City, all with Dawson in goal. So it's all these things like these combinations, the fact Dawson was in goal. The big... So the dressing room business, to an extent, we won games after that. In the immediate sort of aftermath, we, that's where we got ourselves up to third. We kind of continued a really good run of form and got ourselves up to third. Losing Fletcher feels like a bigger thing than anything else. I do think the team was very much built around mm. what Fletcher was able to do. So, yeah, the the half and half counts for everybody, I, I suppose, in terms of. It's gonna be a very long road if we take this long with everybody. <laughs> um, so I think we've just got to kind of assess almost assess each player in in isolation and just look at what how they've done. And I think with Iorfa, even though the his form has suffered along with the rest of the team, it's quite rare that it's his fault that we can we're conceding the goal. Um he's maybe not always the best at catching up or, or helping and and he has made some big errors. You know, the penalty he gave away was really foolish um in a way that you just don't expect him to to behave really um against Fulham uh but I think by and large I've been impressed with him at centre-back I would quite like us to start with I'd like him to be our starting centre-back next season I just would like a partner for him that's not in currently in the squad mm. and I think I offer probably probably a a B, maybe? He's been one of the highlights. I've really enjoyed watching him.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I think I think a B is fair, because I think that's... If he was a little bit more consistent, then I'd, he'd definitely have like an A minus. I would say.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can go with a B. I'm happy with that.
0: So we move on to Kadeem Harris, who's played 3,389 minutes. <laughs> Three it's goals. Quite fun that they've got the, 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 they've got the uh, height and weight of e- each of these players, which is quite yeah. funny. Just three 67 goals. kilograms for Kadeem Harris. <laughs> Sorry. In the three blue goals. corner, coming in <laughs> at 175
1: centimetres. Um, three goals and four assists. I feel like we should have seen more from Harris. It's It's been it's a little bit staggering been... that he didn't get a few more goals and a few more assists.
0: But then again, so that see so he again for me is someone who's had there's been more good things than bad. He's very rarely let us down. Um so I, I I've been I think generally this the whole season I'm trying to take away the fact that we ended in such a miserable you know we were down at the start of this episode. It's been <laughs> it's been hard to pick ourselves up enthusiasm wise several times towards the end of this season. It's been grim. It's been awful. But I'm looking at Kadim Harris as a player who's come in here on on a free. He's played almost every minute of every game as a winger, which traditionally is a position where, you know, you blow hot and cold and you maybe get ten good games and ten awful games and some stuff in between. And I just like a guy that always puts a shift in, always looks willing. Mm. I think he's taken to his new position at wing back like a duck to water. He looks so at home and comfortable there. He's got some frustrating traits in his game. He's got some deficiencies that his shooting is not as good as it should be. Um, We've talked about the classic Kadeem Harris cutting in and putting a really (laughs) lovely curling effort three foot wide of the post. Um, But that's that's very much
1: like, um, that's very much powder puff, isn't it? There's something yeah. a little bit always looking, lacking in conviction. That's always been Sheffield Wednesday for this season. And I think a little bit of element is from all its players. And I think one of the starting roles is Kadeem Harris in that. It's like, it's almost
0: incredible. Almost incredible, yeah. The. Uh, uh, but wing, wingers are dependent on their their who they've got to play to in the middle you know you could be a wonderful crosser mm. of the ball i mean we've seen <laughs> atty who you know we'll we'll talk we'll get to him soon um and i personally i'm sad that he's it looks like he's going but an awful if you're a winger an awful center forward to play with because he's never in the <laughs> box <laughs>
1: true i mean like uh, definitely for the triumph of having you know fletcher up front is i think you were saying just how much you know he kind of really loved having it seven apply especially like harris with some of his floaty chip crosses
0: yes that sort of sand wedge cross that he hits with his left foot his favorite sort of cross yeah push the Pushed my defender to the byline, little chipped, sort of dink it in, cross into the middle of the box, and Fletcher loved that. <laughs> he probably should have scored more. Harris should have more assists because Fletcher probably should have buried more of them. Mm. Um, but I, so I'm, I'm really, in many ways, he's maybe my favorite sort of of the players we own and we have next season. He's maybe my favorite player we've had this year.
1: That's fair. I think that's that's a very that's a very fair thing to say. I would say. Do you I think, think this, that awesome. we're leading to a mark, which I think the mark I'm going to offer is okay. is a B plus?
0: Yeah, I think that feels fair. I, I, it's funny. People might think like we're looking at this dreadful season and some people, um, you know, full of hyperbole have been saying it's the worst season ever. It, it it's maybe one of the more disappointing seasons in recent memory Uh, and might be looking at the fact we've kind of given the first three players quite high scores. But but I'm also wondering, I mean, if we, sorry. Oh, well, I'm just saying you've got to separate the individual from the collective effort. And you, as long as you you can only do so much in a team sport as one man. Exactly. And we have not finished in the position we finished because Kadeem Harris has let us down that that's the th- I think that's the thing isn't it it's other people it's individual errors it's uh, you know lack of heart but Harris has not shown a lack of heart he's never really been found wanting in terms of keeping at it and going at it even though he should be knackered
1: it's, it's been a um a sporting team of uh catastrophic improv that we all kind of go together but individually to a man yes, I think they're, they're a good decent yes and yes uh they're good decent performances and they're decent players we've had some all right performances but exactly collectively it's not been good and i feel that was my kind of summary some of the marks i put down for the borough game in my kind of full notes were actually some of the players were all right but mm-hmm. unfortunately it's it's a collective handling which is very
0: poor Yeah, that's why I think at the end of this, we should talk a bit about Monk because that's... Mm -hmm. So as an individual player you've got your own lane and you can only really sort of you know work work your own lane to an extent um and as a manager you can only pick from the players you've got but the question with any manager is are they getting the value out of the players that they have at their disposal are they producing just enough not enough or more than they should out of the players that they've got that's the question you have to ask when it comes to the manager but I don't think that necessarily impacts on on Kadeem Harris, who, yeah, I'm happy with the B plus. I think he's had a good um a really good first season when you look at look at it on its own and I'm really happy that he's a Sheffield Wednesday player, and we'll, we've got him to draw on next season. Uh, I'd be happy to see him play either wing. Um, I, I'd even be intrigued to see him playing as in a role kind of behind a front man or around a front man as well. We only saw that once in the season, but it produced a goal for the team. Um, he just looks a very decent player and very rarely injured, which you can't be angry at. Um, so yeah, all round a pretty good first first season for uh, for Kadeem Harris. Uh Berner is up next Just over 3,000 Minutes of football For Berner <laughs> He's an got one, one goal
1: He does have one goal
0: Yes <laughs> Should have had Again should have Maybe had more What do you think About
1: Jules It's really interesting I mean he's a free signing First half of the season Very good Second half of the season Maybe a little bit Less good Still I don't think we've ever Seen less than a 6 out of 10 From Julian Berner You know individually um he looked like a real revelation remember rich that he's in your um isn't he in your team of the decade he was he was dropped
0: he was I dropped remember? oh you uh i retroactively <laughs> dropped him from the <laughs> team of the decade, to the decade. Yes. it was yes. impacting his performances on the pitch mm. um <laughs> i think it's interesting the journey that he's had because when he came in i think we all thought or hoped he was a back up because we were going to get Michael Hector. Yes. And in some ways he suffered from that comparison, particularly the wild knockabout game from last weekend. <laughs> Michael Hector is a hell of a player. <laughs> and, yes. Yes. And he's that big, calm influence that we kind of seems to get the best out of Tom Lee's probably would have got the, I mean, can you imagine watching Hector and uh, Iortha play together? That would be a real treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think at first you know he does suffer from that comparison he's not that level of player but as you say he's a guy who came out came in with not much reputation kind of interesting you know a player who's late in his career going for a little jaunt because uh, he quite likes English football um so you know he's arrived on ashaws 28 29 years old and I think I think again by and large I've been broadly happy with what he's done He's slow he is slow. And he turns very slowly. Mm. Um, And as the team has been more exposed, we've seen more of his deficiencies. But by and large, I've been fairly, fairly happy with him again. I've enjoyed his presence around the club. He seems like a fantastic character um, who doesn't love that big cheeser of a grin of his i don't think he deserves quite the same measure of praise as someone like harris uh so i am more tempted to go something like a c plus i think for him but i don't know how you how you feel i think that's a little bit
1: harsh i think he's probably he's definitely in the mid to lower b range uh okay. i could maybe meet you in the middle at a b minus Okay. Of his compromise.
0: Meet me halfway. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay, so we'll go B minus for uh, for Burner. Um, and what about everybody's favorite Tatiscon? gone William Palmer. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Who oh. apparently is a
0: defender, central, centre left and right, a defensive midfielder and a midfielder yeah. right.
1: We've seen him in midfield right. I think we've seen him in both those defensive. I've never seen him as a holding midfielder. No. No. that's never that's never been
0: i think that might be his sort of a bit like tommy spur i think that might might have been his position coming through i think at tramea he tended to play um hold, like holding midfield for them uh but yeah anyways liam palmer has played 2878 minutes and i think when he's missed games it's almost he's never i don't think he's ever been dropped for form palmer no. this season so it's always been injuries which he's maybe had more of this year than we've seen previously.
1: I think so. Yeah. Well, it seems to be more of the conversation previously that he's been ready and available, but we haven't really wanted to look to him. You know, he has been definitely in the days of, um, you know, of uh, Hunt. Um, Jack Hunt was his name. I always end up Jack forgetting. Hunt. I always end up, I end up forgetting Hunt's full name. I'm going to be honest. I like, I, like, uh,
0: Jack, I call him Jackie Hunt. Jackie Hunt. Love it. Beautiful. It sounds like a footballer from the olden days.
1: Exactly. Have a picture of him with a striped shirt, black and white, with some baggy shorts and his arms folded.
0: And a fag on. Exactly. Because he used to in those days. (laughs) He did. He used to, yeah. Not a full pipe. Too too much of a cheeky chappy for a full pipe. But yeah, a fag with a really long, like, ash. (laughs) hanging
1: off the end right liam palmer liam palmer but, but liam Palmer's been a fair bit of a kind of revelation in terms of fullback right for us and he's also a player who we would not have expected to have done quite as well especially in that kind of back three i thought he was the, probably the most consistent performer that we had it was you know it was unfortunate that we picked up an injury because it looked like uh him burn i was probably the the three yeah in All terms right. of those defenders I he's been a very very I think it's it's been undervalued just how versatile he is and I think the interesting thing has is previous
0: seasons this year,
1: I think he has I think he definitely has Liam Palmer I think he's I think he's just been very very consistent with his and play he's
0: played everywhere he has I, so yeah I'm just I'm almost shocked at the revelation myself Luke I'm coming to the it's a moment of realization for me but he's been really good all season, and he's played <laughs> left back, right back, and centre back, and he's done all of them really well. Yeah, it's true. Oh. So, are we gonna give him a B plus? I think deserves that. Yeah, I'm yeah. almost giddy. I'm almost thinking an A minus, but I'm, I think that's too far. I don't know what's Liam. Do- I don't remember him making mistakes this season. I just no. I'm trying, I'm racking my brains. So I'm sure somebody will remind me of a time that he's done something wrong but i'm struggling to think of errors leading to goals from liam palmer in a season where his teammates have been falling over themselves to do such things yeah i think do you want to go a minus yeah i think let's I do. do it wow i'm shocked i'm also shocked that the next player in terms of minutes played luke is adam reach
1: Adam Breach, who, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show was, you know, as a, my prediction for the season, was that he was going to be our star player and he's being garbage.
0: I, think, garbage I think is a strong probably word.
1: mine he's, as well. Well, garbage is a strong word. Disappointing is probably a more reflective and probably a, a better term for it, let's be honest. Garbage. Hot, stinking garbage. Hot, hot stinking garbage. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that.
0: I, know, I don't think we should mince words. Particularly, he's had a, t- he's had a season of two halves. One half was bad and the other half was awful. <laughs> I'm amazed he's played so much.
1: I know, I know. But I, know I, I, there's I think there's been a lot work. of. But don't you also think there's been? Uh, it's been a season full of desperation. And also, don't you think there's a lot of times of like, oh, I hope Reach gets over what's whatever's ailing him and puts in a decent starting performance. Or Reach mm. is on the bench. He's got to be better than what's what's here. Know. You know.
0: I do. I know. And there was a long period, maybe even half the season, where Murphy and Reach kind of shared duties on that right wing didn't they mm. but I, I think murphy's very much made it his own uh pretty much since christmas but but um but definitely definitely in this this period of time the, the post lockdown period but reach has gone i think he was probably my pick for, for star man of the season ahead of time as well and i and this is ridiculous because you know why should i be have emotions and things like that about this but I feel let down by him. I don't yeah. know what's wrong, you know, whether it's a, something that's in his personal life, whether it's a personality. Maybe he's got had a personality clash in the same way other play, players seem to have had with Monk. Um, but he, and he has had, I think he's had a period of injury as well in, in the midst of, of everything. But I thought for, with all the years that we've had with Adam Reach... I had a pretty good picture of what he was and the other sort of low ebb of the chancery era under yos reach was the sort of shining light in that Mm -hmm. he was the guy that was pulling us through things almost Mm -hmm. on his own he's been terrible he's got so he's got one goal this season
1: that was um it was Middlesbrough, wasn't it?
0: It's. I mean, six assists is very is, is pretty good still, considering how poor he's been. To pick up six assists is fairly good. But imagine if he'd been trying or playing even halfway <laughs> decent. What do you know what I mean?
1: I know, I know. I get
0: that. Uh, but that, it's gone from, I, I would have said, Adam Reach, our best player, or one of our best players, build the team around a player like him, all these sort of things. And... Honestly, if he went this summer, I would not care. Wow. i sad that it would be it, it's happened when it's happened, you know, on the back of such a disappointing year. But he doesn't, he looks completely devoid of confidence. He looks like he doesn't care or want to be there. And that's very, very disappointing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what can we, what can you say for that? It, it's,
0: are we going to go with a C? For Adam Reach, C minus maybe.
1: C minus. Let's give a C minus.
0: Okay, let's move on to oh, the Yang. The Yang to Adam Reach's Ying, promising young Russian prospect, Yakov <laughs> Murphy. Yakov Twinkletoes Murphy. Yakov Twinkletoes Nostrovia or whatever Nostrovia. it is. Murphy. What an absolute
1: revelation of a signing!
0: Like I think we thought
1: he was going to be a decent signing, but. I think to even have the mileage that we've had out of a player like him is pretty astonishing to think about, really. The fact that he nearly got so close to double figures
0: for yeah, games yeah.
1: is incredible.
0: He makes this football arc look easy at times. He does indeed, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's been a, a real... He's been the bright spark in the darkness of the uh, second half of the season because he just seems to have grown and grown um and weirdly seems to be able to pull out goals when even when he's not looking like he's having a particularly good game or a particularly good little run of form he still manages to be dangerous and and make things happen and that that's a tremendous knack to have particularly as a wide man Mm. Um, he's been, yeah, he's been a real treat. uh, And and particularly post lockdown, undoubtedly our best player post lockdown. And uh, I would, I don't know if there's any possibility of this, any vague possibility at all, but if we could, if we could have him back, I'd Mm -hmm. I'd, uh, have him in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm -hmm. Definitely. What are we thinking
1: score wise? Score wise, score wise for, I think it's, um, I think it's an A minus. Okay. for Murphy, because I mean, he has had he's I mean, he's he's definitely a player who, you know, like any wingers can be inconsistent. And the realm of inconsistency and talent that they show really shows where they are and where they end up in the world. I do feel we've been quite fortunate in getting a player of
0: his standing. I
1: think, was it one of the games before that we we talked about him being a yo-yo player,
0: you know? Yes, yes too too good for the championship too but not quite good enough for the premier league Mm. yeah that could well be his his lot in life unfortunately um go on sorry
1: no i think that's that's mostly what we can say but i mean even though he has you know had those inconsistencies and those frustrations he's he's yeah he's been very very good
0: let's move on to a contentious chap some of these will not be quite so long as others but um this one might be one of the longer ones. Tom Lee's I could have
1: been I could have been a contentious player.
0: <laughs> Tom
1: Lee's. Oh my god, Tom Lee's. Oh dear. I think it's a, a deep, decline. Of I Tom think it, I think he. You know, he's got a D next to his name. Uh, it's a D comma C for that. He's a. <laughs> you know. That he's a centre-back, uh, you know, a central yeah. defender. But also it's like a D, but we kind of wish he'd be a C. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. it kind of means. So I think I'm going for a D-plus
0: for Tom Lees.
1: He's, yeah. he's so, he's been bad. He's been really
0: bad. It's so it's, bad. It's really sad to see what's, what's happened with him. I don't, and I don't know what, uh, presumably he's got a year left on his contract. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, well, he's de- I know he's definitely in contract. Yes, he's got another year because I think we gave him, I feel like we gave him two years or three years, like a couple of years ago or last year. Definitely I definitely just like wonder if year. we
0: could, like, you know, jazz him up and put a bow on him and try and flog him to Preston or something. I don't know. I just, I think I've, <sighs> I feel like I've when you said
1: put, a, put a bow on him like you are going to take him down to a dog show or something like this.
0: Well, that's kind of, yeah. But I'm trying to convince them that this. Like mongrel with one eye is, is a Bichon freeze <laughs> 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 oh, oh, very good. I I might be tempted to just go straight D, uh, uh, but I, I'll 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 be you know I'll I'll give leniency and go for D plus. I'll, I'll join you in the D plus side of things. Um, let's motor along to Captain Fox Morgan. <sighs> Fox Morgan, who,
1: I don't know, we were talking at the head of the the podcast before we kind of got into the meat of things about how, you know, there are articles linking him as the agent talk with numerous clubs, most of which are making me very angry um, because linked with, oh, he's got offers on the table from Middlesbrough, Barnsley and Coventry City. I'm like, great, great. I can't wait to have, I can't wait to be jilted at the altar while Fox Morgan runs off with some, (laughs) some two bit. Some two bit hussy.
0: Two bit Ooh. hussy from Coventry. Oh,
1: Coventry City.
0: Just from Warwickshire. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Run off with some two bit hussy from Warwickshire.
1: <laughs> exactly. 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 Exactly.
0: I might be able to take it if, if it was someone from Royal Cut- Sutton Caulfield. <laughs> not, not, not Coventry. <laughs> But I I do wonder, looking at the clubs he's linked with, so one, there's the possibility that maybe it ends up that the best offer on the table for him is Wednesdays, which is something that um, Alan Nixon mentioned sort of early in the discussions. But the other thing is, it does make me sort of wonder about the relative quality of our squad and players compared to the league we're in because if someone who has looked like a bit of a star man for us at times is only getting offers from very middling or lower sure
1: but I mean I I definitely and and the hilarious thing was I think like prior to this we talked about if he doesn't accept maybe he could be banging his eyelashes and winning some kind of plaudits from the premiership or maybe we thought he might be like one of those players who might make it to you know if, if a team like West Brom didn't make it then he could probably Make it there, really?
0: But, but um, even like
1: with Forrest and Stoke, I could see like Stoke. I that's a bit better. Stoke burning off some of their, you know, parachute payments on, you know, maybe a <laughs> an, an appealing an appealing two three year deal for Morgan Fox. Not as burning of
0: their, some of the ten pound notes on the flame of Morgan Fox. Not as uh, one of
1: their like, you know, um, landmark signings. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's maybe that's the case. Maybe he'll come back i I'd, I'd like him to come back um i think it's a real testament to who he is as a player his mental fortitude to come back from being a player that we all kind of you know drag through a hedge collectively as a fan base
0: yeah, yeah. um
1: to come back and to put in such a great season that he's put in
0: um Do you find it surprising, though, that he has played, like, half the games of a lot of these players? I'm surprised he's only played 24, or started 24 games. Mm,
1: But I I feel like there was a period where we we weren't sure, we didn't really know um, who he was... Kind of gonna be, I want to say.
0: I know, but it just feels. I'm just. I'm. I, I agree. He's had a, an amazing turnaround, and mm. you know, started the season playing Liam Palmer left back because that was a better option than a better option than than a guy that had sort of spent his whole life there. Uh, so no, he's had a tremendous turnaround. It's just, it's just interesting to me because he, he also had a uh, a whacking great injury for a long time. Um, it's just interesting to me that he that you know he's he's. Played half the games of some of these players further up the, the list. Um, still, like, you know, played ninth most. So that, you know, if you just picked an 11 out of those nine, those, uh, those, these people that are on the list he'd be in the defense so he's played a lot of football um but for a guy that was maybe a potentially kind of player of the season-esque uh caliber uh to have actually played just over half that the season is is uh is just it's just noteworthy i suppose it's not it's not particularly um it's not a damning sort of criticism either but mm-hmm. i i've i've been really pleased with him i think as you say a guy that's kind of pulled himself up from the, from the Maya and his bootstraps, um, a player that probably lots of fans would have been happy to see go and, and now disappointed. It looks like he's on his way out. Uh, and again, defensively, you look at, hopefully you look with fullbacks with, they'll make a bit of a contribution further forward. Well, he's got a couple of goals, um, he also had an assist. I think he probably had some nearly nearly assists as well you know like balls that he put in that caused problems that then resulted in goals, but it doesn't you don't get the assist for those unfortunately um, because he has he was putting in some really good deep crosses uh, before he got injured. Um, mm. So I think a very good season on, on his scale of things. Are we, t- what are we, where are we falling? Are we, are we talking B? Are we talking?
1: I think it's a B plus. For Morgan B
0: plus. Talks. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy with that. I think that's fair. Cam Dawson. Cammy Dawson. Oh
1: dear. <laughs> you know, I've, I've gone from talking about Tom Lewis, who was a DC and now we've got a CD in terms of, uh, in terms <laughs> of initials. Yes. Oh, Cameron Dawson. And maybe C, maybe CD is somewhere where it lies somewhere within that ballpark
0: it's gonna to have to be a d plus yeah i think that's fair enough that is you know in terms of players you'll be happy to see loan up i just really hope i don't see any of these keepers again in a wednesday shirt <laughs> i know i know i'm going to be disappointed in that but i've got so little faith in. i know there's like almost the cult of megson thing now happening around westwood the cult of westwood he's 35 years old and when you look, we we are one of the top teams in the league for errors leading to goals. So that is goals that weren't dangerous situations, weren't goals and turned into goals. Westwood is responsible for three quarters of those. So he was dropped on merit. I don't know where this new story that he was wonderful and then he fell out with Monk comes from. Uh, none of them are good enough. I don't want to see any of them anymore. Please take them away from me. <laughs> away from my royal chambers (laughs) yeah d we did did you say d plus d plus yeah okay i'm i don't know where the
1: plus i don't know where the plus comes from but there's still this mentality unfortunately around like dawson wilds they're only young
0: you know if you or i were as as bad at our jobs as those three have been this season we wouldn't have a job anymore yes yeah it's true Luke, your job is to put the the widgets on the MacGuffins. Oh, All right, I've stapled a MacGuffin to my face and I'm punching <laughs> myself with a widget. Oh, Luke, you're only young. Look it over <laughs> you'll it get something. better. You'll get better. Oh, yeah. uh, Stephen Fletcher.
1: Wow. To go on from Cameron Dawson to Stephen Fletcher, it's not, you know, a little bit, you know, it's funny about that game like we had where we thought about uh, Alex Hunt being pictured next to Dominic Iorfer. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. You know,
1: you need the David Attenborough to, or Richard Attenborough, whichever the one it is.
0: Which one is it? It's
1: one of the Ambrus. To remind us that these are of the same species. David. That's David, yeah. David, yeah. You <laughs> need to remind them like it's it's difficult to re- remind yourself that these two are both professional footballers. Yes. And at the same time. One has football. been very, very good and the other's been atrocious. And um it's it's been a wondrous season for Stephen Fletcher. Despite I think for a player who's thirty-three, who will be thirty-four next season. Um to have his best career within football and get 13 goals and have two assists on top of that. Let's just put that on there as well mm. and just be an absolute real talisman to how we play and the staggering thing is we signed him on a free he was a real speculation basically a player kind of dropped down from the premier league for a big contract we seem to get him on a four-year contract which apparently from what we understand and know is that that was the thing that deterred him from signing for norwich because they only offered him three seasons yeah so we went all out to get a player of his standard and quality and it's been disappointing to the point where you know we said previously you know what the hell are we going to do we've got Fletcher for two three years (laughs) the deepest times and then if someone said to you he's going to sign before your deal you'd be like okay and then someone would come back to you and say but his best season will be his fourth season and it will be a very, very good season. You would not believe that person. You know, much like someone's going to come to you and be like, you know, last year's like, well, this time next year, there's a pandemic and uh, (laughs) everything just crumbles, basically.
0: You're saying that the two are related. Yes. Stephen Fletcher has sacrificed the world for for another six months at the top. Um, A tremendous, like, as you say, the season of his life, one of the best seasons I've seen a striker have for Sheffield Wednesday, mm. and I know I'm showing my age in that, but I was too late for the for most of the David Hurst party. Um, prior to this,
1: <laughs> Rich just turned up with a present, and then everyone's like, "It's, it's done. The party's done. Go home." <laughs> yeah,
0: um, Stephen McLean managed to pull together twenty goals, um, but was never the never as so fun to watch. As, as Stephen Fletcher was this season. Um, Meller managed to get drag himself to 20 goals, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Neil Meller. But, but you know, Fletcher was on the course to have a season where he would probably have hit 20 and then rolled on further. Um, it's a real shame that the injury once again kind of curtailed that. But it, it, he was... He was the heartbeat of the team, the l- l- linchpin that everything w- was built around. And, unfortunately, it's all fallen apart <laughs> since he went. But that's not his fault, really. Mm. Um I th- I think comfortably just a straight A. Yeah, I I would agree. And I'm gutted we don't get to see another year of him. Well, Again, maybe maybe, maybe, we'll no, maybe so, out. maybe not. But yeah, it's, it's how problem. people feel though about the fact they didn't play the extra games. And he sort of looked like he pretended to be injured in his last game. Yeah, that's I, you know, that's the I mean, question no. with these players that said oh no i don't want to do those extra games i don't know how easy it will be for the fans to kind of take them back i don't personally care i wouldn't hold it against someone but i can just see (laughs) i can see it's going to be an uphill battle for them um Next up, Sam Hutchinson. This is, this is... this is Who
1: who scored, I feel like, is really baiting me. You know? Really kind <laughs> of... Who, sco- who scored? No, I have a difficult relationship at the best of times anyway. But Sam Hutchinson. It's like, who
0: scored? It's so accusatory. And you're like, I don't know. You're the one <laughs> You've got all the information. I've, Tell I've got me. To out. Oh, Sam Hutchinson. What can we say about
1: Sam Hutchinson? Um,
0: yeah, played. So he's played 23 games this season.
1: Quite astonishing.
0: Um, quite
1: a lot of How do you? So 23 games. Let's just get the old uh, the old calculator out on this one, Richie.
0: Bloop, bloop, bloop,
1: bloop, bloop. That's uh, that's turning Rich into a calculator. um we take 1796 minutes we divide them by 23 appearances that's an average of 78 minutes That can't be right so he's he's played like most games he's played like 78 he's played the bulk of what the hell how did we get any kind of sense of mileage out of sam hutchinson
0: i distinctly remember a Fair amount of criticism coming Hutch's way during games that he played mm. um, I remember Being very frustrated that him and Bannon were sat on each other's toes I remember Some good passes but some passes that Went straight to the opposition and, and put Us in really difficult positions uh, And also him being Very responsible for the constant Fouls round the box that we Seem to give away I mean in, in His In he he almost got a yellow card every other time he appeared for the team, which is pretty astonishing to still hit ten yellow cards despite the fact you played half yeah. the
1: season. Yeah,
0: Um
1: yeah. The one with the most yellow cards for Wednesday, uh, you know, beyond beyond Bannon. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, I I can't I can't remember a huge amount of great stuff or terrible stuff um i do, I do remember that sort of vague frustration uh, the aura of thinking about sam hutchinson's season is kind of like a dark orange it's not quite red uh, <laughs> i'm thinking just a c just right there in the middle c. i think
1: that's fair. Uh, i think that's that's probably what i was gonna say with uh, hutchinson as well so yeah let's give him a c
0: moses out Oh,
1: my word. God, this is painful, Rich. This is so painful.
0: I a badger who's played less than Sam Hutchinson. I can't. I, I generally
1: can't. That's ni- a whole 19 minutes less says so like, you know, and, and, and genuinely it's, uh, 20 and 3 sub appearances for Hutch, 19 plus 3 for Odobarjo yeah Plangarella. <laughs> oh Moses 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 uh,
0: is it 3 penalties? I think more so than that. no more than that wasn't it? it's 2 in 1 game against Preston the Derby one and then another one 4 penalties so averaging they do this with strikers they say he's got X amount of goals per start uh, so I think it's only fair to do it with defenders so Averaging more than a penalty every every five games. Mm. (laughs) Wow.
1: So basically, we've conceded 16 penalties this season.
0: That seems so many.
1: I know. Well, we're actually third for conceded penalties. I said, I think we talked about this before, like Derby. Actually pretty high for that. Um, Think about like Barnsley, who've struggled. And like, if things go as they are, if there's no more points deductions, then Barnsley have stayed up and they conceded six penalties. Wigan, a team who have struggled massively and, you know, despite exceptional form for the second half of the season, have generally been poor. Um, have any, have conceded, any
0: teams five conceded, conceded less? Has Adebagio conceded more penalties than any team's?
1: No, no. Wigan okay. conceded five, but I mean, it's close. <laughs> but effectively, that's like 60% of Wigan's penalties. <laughs> that they've ah. conceded they've only won three to be fair i mean we've actually had 15 that we've won wow okay 16 so i mean that's pretty substantial um that's, the funny thing I is
0: remember we haven't really deserved either yeah
1: there's so many that i thought should have <laughs> been but never were and some that like i'm like how did how was that a thing you know <laughs> yeah anyway moses Barjo. um let's go over c minus for moses okay I think that's fair. We've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to defend him as a player.
0: I think that's maybe fair because it's like, He's like 90% C and 10% E or F. (laughs) So I think, yeah, that's probably just about fair enough. Mm. So amazingly, Kieran Lee is number 14 in terms of uh, players who've uh, played the most minutes. 28 games in a total, 20 starts and uh, 1,675 minutes played. No goals, three assists. What what, what have you thought about Kieran Lee?
1: Oh, Kieran Lee. And this is astonishing as well that Kieran Lee's played effectively more games but then had less minutes than Hutchinson. Yeah. But maybe that tells quite a big story about how much Kieran Lee has in the tank at 32. Yes, yeah. As opposed to Sam Hutchinson, who's still 30, but also damning that Sam Hutchinson is a man who's... You know, spend a lot of time in rehabilitation, mm-hmm. and you know is dealing with you know some maybe defective kind of body parts and stuff in that regards. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh. Karen Lee's been. Remo- we've been the mileage we've got out of Karen Lee's been something else, really. Yeah. Um. Very much the maybe we have aspirations above this, but he's very much been the Honda Civic of this. Of this season hasn't he really?
0: He's not know night. anything about cars, but yeah, 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 yeah. Real Honda Civic of a guy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just he, saying he's he's kind of steady. He's got a steady
1: engine. Uh, he's got a lot of mileage on the clock. You can probably buy one and run it till it's like you know 350,000 uh, clicks. Yeah, mileage. You know, you can probably run it to about what's that going to be like 200,000 miles. Something like that. That's that's uh, r- th- remarkable. We've got as much mileage out of Kieran Lee. I as- think
0: looking looking at our when we were sort of previewing the season, we were looking at maybe getting ten games out of Kieran Lee, mm. and I think fact we've got more than double that. And we've had we've definitely had those highlights where it's looked like time has never passed, and we've had the old Kieran Lee back. There's also been frustrating times where we've had the opposite. Um, but we have to look at this season as a bonus. I I know some people want, there's a bit of talk. I hear people talk about giving him another year, but I just don't think he's reliable enough. I I think there have been good bits where you think, like I say, like he's never been away, but they have been easily matched, if not overtaken by the moments where he's looked tired after 30 minutes and kind of that's, you know, he's run his race um, mentally at the very least. Um, I I, I kind of hope we don't give him another year. Uh, even though I've enjoyed the bits of this year, it's almost it has been a little extra bonus. It's been I don't know a, a, a little weekend with a with um with a partner that you know it's not going to be anything long term, but it's just a sort of fun. It's a fling, um, <laughs> a little extra bonus fling. Um, and I, but I think we need to pack those memories away in the shoebox and uh, and pop them under the stairs now. But I've enjoyed it and I think he's generally done all right. He's not let us down. We've not been sat here going, if only Kieran Lee hadn't done X. And I think for that, I am thinking maybe like a B minus, something like that. Yeah. We've got, I think that seems fair. We've that, got more than we expected fair. from him, I think, is the key thing. Uh Ati, knew you. R I P, but probably. Possibly. R I possible.
1: Um the six goals. That's uh that's mm. not bad. That's that's really not bad. In a bit park capacity, he's had more goals than maybe some other players we would have expected. Maybe some of the players who had more time on the pitch that we would have expected near the top. You know, I mean, let's consider the fact that, as we said, Bannon should have scored a few more. Yeah. Um, we would have liked to have seen uh, sorry, Harris score score a few more. Um to have that ratio for that amount is probably pretty good. Again, it's the problem with adding New You, the fact that it's not so great to start, but we need him as a squad player. He's a great squad striker. Something different from the bench, different dimensions to the game, to his yeah. game, and to what he brings to us as well. It's another Addy New Year season, really. I
0: think he's um, been underutilized this season. I don't think we've made as much use of him as we could and should have. Um, and maybe the times when we've thrown him on, it's not been, it's not always made sense. Um I think we know what we know what we get from Atty and as you say that 6 goals is probably a little bit above what you almost expect for the amount of football he's played uh but maybe as much as Jordan Rhodes Atty depends on the chances he gets and having guys that are actually able to put the ball in the box has meant Atty's looked more dangerous. Uh, and his goal against Fulham, I mean, his, in terms of a sign-off, it looks like he's he's gone. That was what all the kind of um, the posts on social media were from the players were sort of intimating. I, I think that's a shame. I would have liked to see him maybe have one more year. As you say, I think to get a guy that is your third or fourth choice that offers so much and is so reliable, that's a pretty... There's big, big boots to fill in more ways than one for the person that's taking up Ati New in our our squad next season. Um, but I love that he got to 50 goals and I think he can walk away, you know, he's done... He's done really well for Atty. This is a good season for him. One of his one of his better seasons at Hillsborough in terms of goals he's got. Um again I'm thinking maybe something around a B, maybe a B plus. I'd give him a B. I think a B's fair. Yeah. Massimo Luongo, we've talked a bit about him already, but um, he's, he started 17 games, come off the bench in 10 and played 1,474 minutes and got three goals. Difficult to
1: look at a player who so much, you know, hasn't played anywhere as much as he should have done. And then the hilarity of that is we said he looked like he's maybe played a bit too much near the end of the season. Yes. Um, and when he's on form and when he's on point, he looks like he has everything that we need. Um, I hope that we're not regretful, we're not regretting the this, si- this season, this signing. You know, he's got another two years in the bank on his contract, we think. I think that's what he's got. I think he's got a three-year deal. Um, we, I really want to see him kick on next season and be a more important player for us, but I'm going to kind of hold my breath for that because it, no. it it's all feeling a bit off. With him.
0: We've got to hope that the fact he's a known entity in this league and an important player for a decent squad, decent team for a number of years, outweighs the fact that for us this year he's had a pretty disappointing turn at it, whether it's been injuries or, yeah, towards the end of the season, actually his own form. He looked so useful and vital. Earlier in the season, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. such a shame that when we finally got a run of him, it's we've worn him to the bone. Um, <clears throat> quietly hopeful for next season, but for this year, it's been a disappointment. He's not been what we needed him to be, what we wanted him to be often enough. I think I'm feeling like maybe a C, C minus.
1: I think that's a bit harsh. I have
0: <sighs> okay, C plus, or are you going higher. Okay, C-plus. let's, let's C- see, C plus plus for our uh oh two pluses
1: no i just make some stupid joke about programming languages which i don't know why it doesn't actually make any sense whatsoever really so a c plus is fun
0: <laughs> c plus plus neither of us know what that means really but um <laughs> sounds good though doesn't it really oh i'm fluent um <laughs> right we are then on to kieran westwood contentious kieran 14 starts. I guess he's played almost every minute of those, apart from... Did he get sent off in one game?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was the... Um, was that the clangery dropped against
0: Ipswich? I don't know. Well, there was. Oh, yes. it's Luke's thing where you uh, always
1: think Ipswich is in the league, but it's not actually Ipswich, it's Reading. Oh, fantastic. He's he been No, I think it was just once, wasn't it? I don't know. Doesn't did matter, he he's been crap. off
0: against West Brom as well. Oh, I
1: don't know, he's been crap, hasn't he? <laughs>
0: do not done by, and it's only because uh, Monk couldn't handle his personality. That's the only reason he's out of the squad. He's the best keeper in, in the league still.
1: Just staggered. Anybody wants to think like believe any of that stuff? To be honest with you,
0: you know. It was Palmer who got sent off against uh, West Brom.
1: Oh, I remember <laughs> he absolutely rinsed Liam Palmer, didn't he? He absolutely shouted at him, just yeah. yeah. blew in the face. Yeah. Cheers, like Aaron. Thanks for thanks for you know just being just acting like a real dick. <laughs> Really
0: <laughs> oh, God, just I don't know. What are we giving what do we give Westwood then? Let's not dwell on it too much.
1: Well we knew this was gonna be a litany of sign, didn't we? Really? We do. Um a D. A D, yeah, fair
0: enough. Uh we've got next up, bring on the size, a Joey, a little Joey Pelopesi.
1: Joey P a DMC. Which is uh I think it means it's middling between a D and a C. <laughs>
0: okay immediately so, we know well, what we yeah are.
1: exactly that's the player that's who he is that's the wealth that's where he lives that's wherever he lives where his, his category
0: is um <laughs> joey p let's go with a c wow a charitable c from luke charitable he's barely c. played at all has he when you look at the guy a guy that's got another year on a contract <laughs> he's had no impact this season at all um Connor Wickham who has sent a lovely message to the Wednesday fans and team Um, what did he say read it to, out Rich
1: you know I can't
0: to read to Wednesday football club thank you for the past six months thank you to the manager for showing faith to bring me in thank you to my teammates that welcomed me in from day one thank you to the staff who, that continue to work behind the scenes to keep the club where it is and most of all thank you to the fans for sticking by us and supporting us always I'm gutted I didn't get to share my goodbyes in the Wednesday shirt in front of you all but you know what this club means to me I wish everybody the best of luck and hope one day to see this great club back in the big time and then it's And little owl emoji and a blue emoji and a white emoji that's very classy dude classy that's very very lovely it's been really disappointing
1: that he's not being um it's it's been his worst loan spell
0: at the club yeah pretty comfortably i would say two goals i thought he would score a couple more yeah well it's (laughs) i think the thing is before the we were sort of thinking oh he's building up his fitness and he'll get back to some of that old sharpness and a bit it, but it, now he's just kind of become a pretty lumbery. He's essentially become another Atty, slightly more mobile, but it's a shame for see you know to see this guy that was so full of of everything. I mean, at times he just looked like he could do you know the sort of guy that would like playing kids playing in the park could like pick it up in defensive midfield, run through a team, and like bang it in the top corner and things like that. To kind of go from that guy to. All these years later, and not that many years later, he's still only twenty-seven. But he's become quite a sort of lumbering big man in his uh, his later years. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have much of a turn of pace. He's not particularly agile. Um, so yeah, just just a kind of lumpsome big man. And got some vital goals. Um, Did he? given a well the, the Bristol the Bristol one, I'm thinking particularly after the terrible run of four right. Four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, he, he really looks like a guy that needs to have it fed directly to him <laughs> to, to to take those goals. It really needs to be on a plate. Um, Which didn't yeah, seem like the case
1: shame. when he was here previously, right?
0: No, definitely not. I, I mean, there was there was other times. I mean, he he did try and make things happen outside the box. It just, as I say, it does doesn't look like he's got that left in him anymore. He's a different guy. Mm. It's been hard. He's had terrible injuries. He's still plugging away. I don't think it's ever been for want of trying, but no. he's just looked like he struggled to made any make any impact on games. Yeah. Uh so what do you what are you thinking score wise for <laughs> Wigwam? Wigwam. Um B minus? Yeah, fair enough. Nando. Fernando
1: Forestieri. Fernando Forestieri, who was looking for this, I'm like, he scored twice? And he did. There was a goal against Swansea and the goal against Birmingham, which are faintly coming back to me now. Oh my word! Fernando so, Forestieri. So
0: so I'm really
1: interested to see. Now. I would love to know where where he's going to go. And I mean, obviously, it's never going to be the case. But I'd love to know how much money he would earn at wherever he ends up next. It's. I
0: can guarantee you, it will be multitudes lower than what he's been rinsing Sheffield Wednesday for. <laughs> He's another guy that he is. We can, we can all agree out. that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, but like like Wickham, whatever whichever injury it was, or whether it's the culmination of injuries, the things that made him. So vital and exciting have kind of fallen away. Mm. He's all, you know, he's all, he's, um, he's all anticipation and no, no delivery now. He doesn't seem to have the, that little burst of pace that he used to have that made him so dangerous when he got the ball in and around the box. You know, he, he almost had that Aiden Hazard thing of, I'm standing still, you're standing still, but I can be sprinting. (laughs) (laughs) Much quicker than you, and you're going to probably like lumber into me and give me a free kick, or I'll be past you. That seemed to have gone by the time he 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 was sort of finished with us. Um another just another one in a litany of players that for all the love that was poured on him by the fans, for all the faith and not to put too fine a point on it money, leaving under a cloud and I'm not sorry to see him go.
1: No, no, I that's definitely the thing. I, my headache, I think we're talking about this is essentially how do you how do you analyze quantify it or or, how do you quantify his season the thing we can both say is i'm so happy to see him gone
0: yeah you
1: know we talked about this before we talked about how um he's consistently doing that thing of uh, the the giant problem with fernando forestieri is i'm gonna kiss the badge i'm gonna do all the pr i'm gonna go on all my social media campaign i'm gonna tell you how much i love it here and how much i love this club and the fans mean the world to me oh it's magic here But then every time I set foot on the pitch, I either look like I don't want to be
0: there. He's also the guy that doesn't celebrate a goal to make a point and doesn't go over to greet, to speak to, you know, to congratulate another player to prove a point. You know, I'll kiss my badge this goal and jump into the crowd. And then next week, because I'm in a half, I won't even celebrate my goal. I won't even clap or look to anyone. Do you know, like... these are emotions and abilities that seem to be switched on and off like a tap. But actually now I don't think he's got, there's no go anymore. There's no tap. It's all sizzle and no steak. There's no, he's not suddenly going to get good for anyone. He's done. He, I mean, amazingly, some people still seem to think like he would end up at a premier league club or something. He will absolutely not. I'd be amazed if he gets a championship club, he'll go to league two in Italy, I think, or, Maybe go back to Argentina. I don't know how how Argentinian he is really, and how Italian he is. But his days as a top level footballer are, are, are well and truly over, um, and quite distant now in the past. Uh, I'm quite as you same similar to you. I'm kind of amazed he's got two goals and an assist. So at some level he must have been vaguely okay for part of this season. I can't remember any of that. But, but that it's just but there's just a very
1: languid feel to who he is these days and I, I, it's a really interesting point you bring up like so like how much of it is just him being done as a player you know as, as being a viable you know star talismanic player for a club in this division and yeah that's a really good point that like it just I think we were just so hopeful there's just or there's just been so many excuses. About why he's not been present, yeah. And why he's done nothing, and it's just—it's just a continual process. I can't believe we're always in this position to just say, "What is it? What is it now, Fernando?" Oh well, I—I, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't—I didn't get, you know, I didn't. No one uh, gave me a bike or whatever it was, or
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know, you know, I was talking with Johnny, and it what the the banter wasn't quite there this morning. <laughs> oh, Johnny wasn't bringing it. Yeah. you know, I had a had a drink of my horchata this morning, and it wasn't quite good enough. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I was really hoping that I could get paid. You know, I, I keep thinking about that situation and the contract negotiations. And I wish I could have got, like, another two or three grand more a week. (laughs) So? Oh, you know, I I wish there was another preseason friendly where I could um, just racially abuse a team on another, you know, a player on another team. That would be really good. Give
0: one of my teammates a kicking.
1: Yeah. I I wish there was another player like Sam Winnall I could fall out with on the training ground. That would be great. (laughs) Just, it's so offensive. The thing is, like it would probably mean a lot right i mean if if he was just done as um a player in terms of injuries but it's all the attitude and all the stuff behind that that is so upsetting he has taken this club for an absolute ride yeah it's it's the long con really
0: oh yeah oh definitely
1: yeah just i'm so glad <laughs> to see the back of him so a uh, see <laughs> <laughs>
0: but in terms of his
1: performance in terms of what he's put in <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe a C minus.
0: <laughs> oh goody! Oh. Got a,
1: a bit of juice out of him, right?
0: <laughs> well, two goals makes him one of our top scorers. So yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know he's up there. With, he with scored nearly. And, his, he scored as I many own.
0: goals as Joe Wildsmith's thrown into his own net. And funnily enough, who's up next? It's Joe, top forty, top 40 Joe. Joe. in right. this case, just outside the top twenty in terms of minutes played, Joe. And at number twenty-one, That's Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, has a whole lot of shit. That's exactly where we go, aren't Oh, Joe Wildsmith. Let's go with
0: C minus because he. I you thought you were just going to stop was... that, Luke. I thought you were just going to go like. Let's go with and then just nothing. <laughs>
1: And then I just C- put my minus. put my headphones and microphone to the desk, and I just <laughs> walk out into the streets and just lie down in the middle of the road and wait for the inevitable car to run me over.
0: He was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder, do you
1: ever think? Do you think he's been? Do you think it's a C minus because he's not the worst keeper at the club? He's, he's not the best, but he's, he's the I least. Think he is worst the worst
0: keeper at the club though.
1: Really? But that, that's the problem though. We've seen more of we've seen more of Dawson being terrible. This is the I thing. Don't it's more like
0: when you take into consideration these last two games, I think Wildsmith's really he's excelled himself in this particular race to the bottom. Uh because the Fulham game was a real tour de force of bad goalkeeping. And then the assemble uncle was so bad. So so bad. It wasn't even a good shot. I don't even know how it got in. I don't know how he managed to put it in his own goal from there. Well, it saved-
1: just like the um, it was the it's just like the City goal he conceded, right?
0: I know, but I think it's the same thing. What was the the one where he like palmed it straight out to someone? He seems to save things in a crap weird way. <laughs> Sorry,
1: are you, anal- are you giving that analysis about Joe Wildsmith or any other of our keepers at the club?
0: But in particular, Wildsmith saves the ball out into the middle of the box.
1: Do you think it's interesting the fact that, you know, we're obviously, uh, we're very pot committed with these players with large contracts. You yeah. know, it's it's a little bit like they're um, university professors in the States and they've got tenure, you know. Mm. It's like, we, they're crap, and we can't get rid of them. They're here forever now. <laughs> you know, or they're in the... They uh, uh, see, passes at young they're college. Like, they're like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg of uh, <laughs> of goalkeeper. But yet they're young and surprisingly spry. Who knows? Like they the here forever. So uh, do you think it'd be funny? I'd, I'd love to know a thought experiment where we put Paul Jones in a net or Nicky Weaver. Do you, do you, how bad do you think it'd be if Nicky Weaver put some gloves on? How old is he? Is he like 39, 40? I mean, he's
0: Handsome, the guy. blonde Nicky Weaver. He's
1: looking younger since he's uh, since he's joined he's the gorgeous. coaching staff. I know. We're like, who's this? Uh, get him a, get him a uh, plaid lumberjack shirt and we'll all be rubbing our trousers, won't we?
0: Exactly. 41 years. Who is
1: this uh, dad bod dish that we've got on the uh, coaching staff? <laughs> <laughs> the real dilf. No. yes, exactly, real deal. <laughs> um, so, what if you would disagree with C minus, then
0: no, I think it's fine. <laughs> okay, I, I just, I, yeah, I think it's hard. It's, it's a very sad, depressing competition for who's our worst goalkeeper. But I, I really do think I feel like in the final. You know, the home straight, Joe has made it his own, I think. He's claimed that prize. Um, but, but
1: Rich and I will found out in the next season of reality TV show, S6's Best Throwers.
0: Brackets <laughs> into the net. <laughs> Big Clodder. <laughs> Dear it in the Big Clodder house, Joe's gone to sleep in the middle of a game. He's lobbed from 30 yards. <laughs> Ooh. uh alessio da cruz um adc
1: as is uh we're getting some more clues from their initials and names aren't we in position
0: simple as one two three
1: um and he is is he in between Go is that naturally says
0: A-D-C. He's,
1: he's naturally in the, the dc range yeah or some days is an a some days is a d and some days is a c maybe that's it
0: i think he looks <laughs> yeah he he looks like an a until you look closer And then he's more of a D, but you know, actually you were judging him a bit harshly and then in reality he's more like a C. (laughs) Elysio
1: uh magic eye de cruz.
0: Yes. When you cross your eyes we squint long enough set them, then you kind of see that he's a very, very middling football player.
1: So I I'm not very active on Twitter, but I I wanted to I think I I pote, you know, I I feel like you're (sighs) active on that and you thank you for doing lots of stuff with the with everything with the podcast and producing mm-hmm. and putting out the social medias and all that stuff um we got a reply from um one of our listeners right was it mark yes about the fact that like arsenal at he was there, linked
0: to right? arsenal yeah one of the most promising youngsters in european football uh just like two or three years ago mm. you can see you can you could he keep he kept giving us the morsels of why he's highly thought of because he's a decent size, you know, he's quite tall. So, I mean, I know Jordan Rhodes is six two, I think, and he's only a centimeter shorter than Jordan Rhodes, according to this. So I'm not going to do any extra research, Um, but that means he's, you know, he's above six foot. He's quick. He's relatively well built. You know, he's reasonably strong. Um, And, Has some technique about him. The corners are good. Uh, A couple of his crosses were good, so you can see why there's the excitement there. But a bit like uh, our old pal Nando, there's a lot of sizzle and very little that I'm left with at the end of the. You know, only the barest scraps of steak um, at the end of the day, Uh, you know, if any. To be honest, (laughs) one assist is what he's been officially listed with, although that feels a little harsh. (laughs) Uh, No goals. Um, do you think C? Just a, a straight-up C, maybe, for him? Yeah,
1: yeah, that seems fine. Alessio
0: de C. Jordia, Jordan... Uh, I was going to call him Jordan Alessio Rhodes, then. Jordia, Jordan, Alessio Rhodes, the Greek international. I really want
1: How- to do the, the thing of being like, he scored three goals. Can I remember which three
0: goals they were? <laughs> So, yeah, in his um, seven starts and nine nine off the bench, we've got three goals to show for it and a yellow card. What do you think of Jordan Rhodes, Luke, in this season's performance? A C? Um, that might, yeah. I kind of feel like, he's yeah, he's sort of done... When we've talked about Munkenstein's monster and kind of... The uh,
1: the roads fracking. Squads
0: made out of gaffer tape or or jaffa cakes. um, uh, He's sort of done what he's been asked to do. Sadly, that is a very kind of depressing little narrow furrow that he has for himself. But he's he's not not done what we wanted him to do. And then that one game, we all believed in miracles and thought that anything was possible in this universe.
1: When you came along, you roadsy thing.
0: You roadsy thing.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he's obviously the most Scottish of our players as well. You know, he's up there with, uh, I, I've heard that uh, Bannon and uh, Fletcher have said, we just can't understand Palmer and Rhodes <laughs> when they start talking.
0: They've got one of those accents, eh, where they say, eh, at the end of every sentence, eh. <laughs> we look not, 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 it's not like a Glasgow accent, it's just something else. And they, you know, very down here and the nose is
1: ready. We need to play some uh, Monopoly GUI. eh?
0: <laughs> hey, Jakob, can we do you bring your vodka over here and play some Monopoly goo with me, eh? <laughs> Remember how we used to play for knowledge, and it was good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent, 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 excellent. So, so what, we, what, did you, what did you say,
1: C. C. yeah. Okay. I, Let's I go think with it's, that. it's fair because I mean we've I don't know but it's tantalising that the, that hat trick. It's tantalising. It was because it, it made you think. Oh, do you think do you think we're going to get some more out of this?
0: And then no, absolutely not. No, 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 no.
1: Do you think Still it's close. like going to Still close. feels a little bit like you go to a. a you go to you go to your Luke work carefully cafeteria. picking his words you go to your work like. cafeteria when when they were a thing oh yeah and then one day it's just exceptional they just pull out all the stops and they put on like a four-course meal that's just insane
0: yeah and then,
1: then you go back again and it's like oh no that that was just a fluke
0: <clears throat> moira stopped taking her tablet if we put it back on the tablets. So. <laughs> yeah She's recovered from ideas. the She's recovered from the stroke. Getting <laughs> but, uh, ideas above her station. Yeah. She, thought she was some highfalutin chef. We're like, no, you're a dinner lady. <laughs> Start mashing the potatoes. Get the alpha bites out of the freezer
1: and put them <laughs> in the deep fryer. <laughs> For fuck's sake.
0: Put those turkey dinosaurs <laughs> on that tray right now. coming El Moira.
1: We've got to call him Moira from now on, haven't we?
0: <laughs> Jordan Moira Road. <Rome>. Jordan Moira. <laughs> and, and then Son of, son of Moira. Moira Thanks to uh, to Sam Winall, partner in crime. His one goal.
1: His one goal, and that was the that was the first Monk game against Huddersfield.
0: Breakaway. Another and, man. A revelation. You know, you can look back in. It's a real
1: story for the kit for the grandchildren, isn't it? <laughs> like, well, we. We looked like we were clapping our eyes at you know, at this manager at Lincoln called Ian no, not... sorry. I work with a guy called I work with a guy called Ian Cowley, who hilariously is canadian but his parents are from sheffield um no it's danny cowley wasn't it yes and nicky is his brother so the cowley brothers we were banging our eyelashes at the cowley brothers and then we didn't get them and we were all disappointed and then we got gary monk who felt like an appointment that we could have made earlier and we probably should have made earlier in the season at the time and then we came up against them and it was an interesting ding dong it was on sky and we oh, made them nice. look in-
0: impeccably
1: ordinary and yeah. sam winnell our disappointing striker scored a quality header from a lovely clipped circle. Uh, had a
0: perfect late, you know, striker coming off the bench sort of performance and we were thinking, yeah I, I will have, I will take some more of this please, Moira. This is delicious striking work you're doing You come on, towards the end of the game you've got fresh legs and you put them to good effect. Thank you Thank you very much, Moira And then, nothing. Door closed <laughs> Chicken dippers. So chicken dippers dippers and spaghetti hoops.
1: So this is interesting. This is actually with this is just league goals. This is league appearances, league goals, I guess. Mm -hmm. So we've not looked to the FA Cup. So effectively, FA Cup doubles as goal tally to, to Connor Wickham standards.
0: Elevated to Wickham-esque heights. wickham heights, yeah. But what do, we make, what do we make of this man? So he's six, six starts, seven appearances in all. Most, Almost all of those, the other side of Christmas? Well, it, it seemed like there was a moment where it
1: felt like he was getting ahead of steam and he was working hard in training, and Monk was admiring him.
0: And he hadn't kicked him for a while.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So it looked like he was kind of coming back in some type of fashion. It looked like he was making a late kind of Morgan Fox run of things.
0: His
1: mm. Wednesday career, but it never, it never really worked on the pitch. Um, mind you, some of his appearances weren't too bad. Him playing in the
0: kind of you know just off the main striker. I don't ever really remember him having a bad game. I just don't. <laughs> Just a a little, lot of times, I just didn't know what all the point of him was. It was all a bit un- unconvincing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I kind of tried hard. That's why I was going. I thought there was going to be a list, and then couldn't think Do of you... anything else. I did C minus? C minus. Okay, I see your minus, and I agree with your C minus. <laughs> Joshua, Trumpy bum, Windy ass, Farty pants, Josh Windass. <laughs>
1: Josh Windass. Nine appearances, three goals, Six starts,
0: and three goals. goals,
1: and sometimes looking all the part of it, sometimes yeah. not so much.
0: He could and should have had a Rhodes-esque hat trick in the midst of those. Uh... Exactly, the game is QPR. Right.
1: Yeah, would you be... I feel like a B minus for Josh Winters.
0: Yeah, fair. I think I might be tempted to go more B, but I'm I'm okay with the B minus. I I would wouldn't mind him back, although it's surprising how little he's actually played, and most of that was because of injuries. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what his injury record is like normally, but that would be that would give me a bit of pause over you know getting him back here. But we just don't have many people that get goals, and he seems to find it pretty easy, and. I don't remember the last time we had anyone that wanted to work in behind and make spaces for themselves. Yeah. So he's bringing a fairly unique couple of skills to the table. I don't think he'd cost the earth, and I as, well, as I sort of previously hinted at, I think he sort of, I think he would like being at Wednesday. I think playing at Hillsborough, scoring at Hillsborough is the sort of thing that he'd probably get into. Mm. Um, but I agree for this, this spell. I'm, I'm happy to, to go with your score, which leads us on to uh, the three youngsters. We've got Alex Hunt. First up, um, stop, I think
1: we can give Alex Hunter B. Yeah. I think that's pretty respectful for a youngster who looks like he has a lot of potential to show. And I really hope he kicks on. I hope it's not. I, I really hate the whole thing with Wednesday where we give youngsters a try. They look quite good, but they kind of make a bit of a fault or maybe it's not quite, they're not quite fully there.
0: Yeah.
1: And then a bit like Moira, they go back in the closet, you know?
0: <laughs> yes, yes because you have to the the deal with young players is hopefully especially if they're going to be a really good one you've got a player that is better than where you are or at least as good as where you are at, at very little wages and cost mm-hmm. but they're going to have the occasional clanger because they're young and learning their, their trade mm-hmm. so yeah you've got to allow them the space to make have the odd off day or the odd game where they do don't you know quite pull up any trees but I think Hunt, the game against QPR was a real boost and... Um,
1: and his sub-appearance it, against Man City which isn't covered here. sub-appearance against
0: Man City was, was excellent. And I, and I thought in that game against Huddersfield, he looked okay as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that was a very short appearance. But lots of Reasons to be hopeful for Alex Hunt, and I don't think many downsides. I don't think he had bad games. I think he, I think he was sort of played out of position more than um, than having a bad game. Uh, I think he looks good. I'm, I'm excited for him, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be a, a nice nice uh, place for him to end up at. Um, Osaze urugide Big go. He's Started three games and played enough minutes for two. Sure. <laughs> I
1: mean, obviously, since we're not keeping the cup appearances, which is, is interesting because, I mean, effectively...
0: Yeah. One of his was a really good cup appearance, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, effectively, I think this is the thing with uh, Azazi. Four games, two of which were excellent.
0: Too good, you too know, bad.
1: Amazing FA Cup, amazing first team debut against
0: mm. Brighton.
1: And then an incredible um, league debut against Leeds. And then two games that were very bad. Um, I think maybe we give them a B on reflection.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I hope it's all been legitimate. Well... Not, really, not, I don't want him to be injured, but I hope he's been missing games but through legitimate injury rather than what we've talked about, the fact that he's just been kind of buried or forgotten because he had two bad appearances. It, it does worry me we haven't seen him since then. It worries me for his sort of mental well-being uh, and it worries me for his sort of long-term future with us as a team that he didn't manage to squeeze his way back in, even in some situations where it was almost like we were really twisting and turning our way to not get him on the pitch because we were making some bizarre choices elsewhere um liam shaw, one, liam one shaw star, one.
1: seems seems like we can't you know maybe we'll just give him a generous b because it's what there's, literally just one game there, isn't there, it no
0: and then the final one in terms of appearances and i think it's a don't you don't need to think too much about this i think it's an a star lucas Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> he had a brilliant season just 12 minutes on the pitch and he scored a goal in that time i Pretty mean much perfect
1: season. the disappointing thing is if we if we kept kept him playing for us that goal ratio is amazing we would have won the league
0: why
1: did we sell twice. Him? twice over
0: yeah
1: we would they would have won it and they would have given us a double honors effectively
0: and a hundred percent past success rate as well so you know he would have made chances for other people um I think undoubtedly, player of the season, Lucas Well,
1: yes. yes, let's leave it there, player of the season. <laughs> you know, Rich, the, the only problem with this is, so here I am on the, the, the Wednesday website, and actually they've actually announced today, when we we're recording this, no, actually yesterday, the 23rd, the Thursday, they can vote for your Wednesday player of the year. And I go to vote, and I can't select Lucas Shell. That's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. Do you mean... o- also, also the hilarious thing with the thing, the um, <coughs> you need to look at the, uh, the the website article. So it's vote for your SWSC.co.uk Player of the Year. There's a shot of you know back in those heady times when we could all be in the same space and we all wouldn't <laughs> give each other you know life threatening lurg. <coughs> that's just going to rip the fabric of society apart yes and they're celebrating with the crowd Wednesday this must be at home I think it's in front of I believe this is in front of I don't know if this is the cop but it might be the corner of the cop anyway there's a picture and a lovely cheesy grin is given by Moses Adabajo as he turns
0: beautiful.
1: isn't that something
0: find you a find you a woman that looks at you like Moses Adabajo looks at that camera
1: looks that club photographer steve uh, steve ellis <laughs> uh
0: also poor old bannon is really exposing the fact that his um his summer investment and his plugs he's gonna have to go back this this holiday season to to have a re-up his wee bald head <laughs> his, his wee baldy, wee bald-y patch <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Lovely stuff. Well, so we'll have to think of somebody else to vote for for Player of the Season, then. that's a shame. Yeah. But well, I, I think we should just make sure that Joao gets a plaque from Different Gravy, not just another Chef of Wednesday podcast. Anyway. I would
1: love that. I'd love. Can we? Can we? Can we get it done? And can we get it sent down to him at the? Uh... At the Reading like, training ground and him just with his, you know, much like, you know, I imagine like all football players have impeccable white pearly teeth, <laughs> you know, giving large, cheesy, beautiful grin and him holding his plaque
0: yeah we uh, should definitely do that he,
1: he could not forget those 12 minutes lucas
0: <laughs> if we had to pick another would would it go to I, I feel it feels like the contenders are maybe sort of fletcher murphy harrison i offer and bannon maybe they're the top five
1: yeah and of those probably i'm gonna plump for fletcher yeah
0: yeah i agree well, there we go. We, I think you know, having spent the time going through the, the full squad, and I, I, I think it's hard to argue that we didn't do a thorough job at it. Uh, I think we should save Gary Monk's um, verdict for another day, um, another time. Um, maybe, maybe when he gets sacked, who knows? Uh, <laughs> it's a crazy world we live in. But uh, we're, we're gonna we'll leave it there and we'll say cheerio for t- for this week and uh, look after okay. yourself, folks.
1: Have a good, good time, time,
0: everybody. Time. See you later. Cheerio. So, Luke, we're thinking the season's finished. The panel has made their decision. We've completed our season review. And... We're thinking we might take a couple of weeks off the podcast to kind of refresh our batteries.
1: I think so. I think it's it's definitely been an interesting, long first season of different gravy and, a, you know, a very, very interesting 19 but draining season for Sheffield Wednesday, the 1920 season. 19
0: so but draining season is, is what they should start calling it, I think. <laughs> I think so too um
1: so i think it's a good idea for us to kind of take a break and then kind of come back and then get ready for preseason training and uh get riled up for another exciting 2020-21 season
0: yeah and thank you so much for listening uh thank you for telling people about the podcast and uh, all your positive feedback it's it's really made it a worthwhile endeavor uh, especially during the the period when we we didn't have the the football to discuss. So uh, don't worry, we will be back. Uh, we'll and we'll be we'll be firing on all sinister, cylinders. Sinisters, we'll be we'll be <laughs> we'll be firing on all of our cynicism. No, we, the cynicism will have just left the body. Uh, we're going to spend a meditative couple of couple of weeks away from the pod, uh, thinking of, you know, in search for deeper meaning and and life and truth and uh, and just contemplating the sheer coyness of gary monk and when we come back we're going to be positive uh full of vim and vigor and just ready to cheer wednesday on to uh to a tremendous new campaign it's exciting times really anyway
1: exactly we'll be exactly like that and not defeated by the actions of some people who are termed to be professionals on a football pitch (laughs)
0: <laughs> we, there'll be at least a week of being positive and then that then that will live, yeah never <laughs> start to creep in but exactly <laughs> but those will be heady heady days in between times well yes as i say thanks for listening folks and we'll be back soon Bye.